0: It's coming down from the gallows, and I don't have very long. Yeah! If she gets up and moves it out, finally found me. They renegade, they had it made, they treat more
1: about me. Nevermore, you go astray. Hello, welcome to episode 134 of the UK Stealers podcast. The only Steelers podcast in the 99th percentile for podcast length. And probably wait as well. I'm joined as always, well I'm your host, I'm with Stanley and I'm joined as always by a roving gang of Draftniks, Rich Citron, uh Ketz, Gavin Marshall, Mike Farrell, how are you doing guys? Not too bad, 99th percentile, that means that
2: somewhere out there there is a podcast that runs longer than us. Oof. Is there a 100th
1: percentile? I don't know, I suppose I've never seen that. No one ever talks about the 100th percentile. Yeah, I guess there is. It'd
2: be so freakish, yeah, if you're, the, the, you know, you're the, that number one, the 1%, 1% gang.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Steelers podcast, it's a hundredth percentile, then fair play to you.
2: Get in touch. We have go toe to toe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I apologise for I, we we had quite a few people get in touch last week with the uh, what was the hashtag that got put? Po- I, I must admit, I actually forgot about it at first, and then people kept tweeting me with the hashtag, and I was like, "What's this hashtag, hashtag?" Trey Turner. It was yeah, like. because I didn't suggest it, and someone else did, and then I kept getting these tweets. I was like, "What? What is this?" And then I realised what it was. So um, yeah, thank you for everyone who listened to the four-hour mark almost last week. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: um,
1: we'll try and keep it a bit shorter this week. Should be easy. We're doing the QBs this week, so uh, a class that's about half as big, so shouldn't shouldn't be as long, I don't think.
2: But, but more to say about each prospect exactly. and also a position of need. So let's let's not count on it. I think the fact that Dave's not here, we probably won't have a cupboard corner. And yeah, let's just keep. Let's try and keep it under the sort of. Let's try and keep it two hours, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it. The best way to do that maybe would be to be move on and, and talk less about what the length might be. Um, right. We've but, already gone down the, worm yeah, that's not the... <laughs> wormhole. That's not to need the pulley back. <laughs> that's not the manner of the show. We need someone who's like more on track to be the host of the show. Okay. Before we do that, should we should we uh should we talk some news before we dive into? Has anyone got anything they want to say? I'm always conscious I don't want to jump straight into football if anyone's got some, you know, hot life takes. Nope, let's go football. T- tumbleweeds flown, cats is all in on football. Oh,
0: hit that horn, babe, let's dance. All right. Let's go. 1 <laughs> on 3 One, two, three, dance.
1: Okay, there's some huge news in the NFL this week. You might have heard, um, and it's that Juju signed with the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Looking by your timeline, that's the main headline, <laughs> dude. Right, we got. will talk about the other thing in a minute, but but we got to talk about Juju because this happened early in the week, and I think maybe it's passed people by now. But this for a few days really impacted me, and I think it it only kind of I only kind of realized the level to which I cared about this when it happened, you know, and I think, you know, I've talked a big game about wanting Juju to stay for for months and years at this point, because we, you know, we we're talking about it last off season, but you know, when it finally happened and, and the ink was on, you know, on paper and you saw Juju with the, the prisoner's smile with the chief's cap on, <laughs> oh, dude, something just didn't feel natural about it. And it hit me and it hit me in a way that was like kind of even different to Ben, because the thing was with Ben, you kind of, you know, you saw it coming from a long, long way away Um even though he was obviously a much more important figure in the franchise he was retiring so it kind of feels a little bit different it doesn't feel like he's going somewhere else this to me just hurt cuz juju felt like a steal i think it's also one of the guys that i've seen come through from draft to you know second contract you know all the way as well which is another thing um and it just kind of hurt you know it sucked it really sucked to see it and and yeah i don't know i, I wonder what you guys think i think he's going to do a great job for the chiefs i think he, i think it, the contract he signed was frankly a disgrace but i'll let you guys talk so what, the contract was a million base
2: and like a 1.5 signing bonus. Works out roughly just under three million. Yeah. Is that is that the contract yeah about you're three at million to?
1: and then 10 million total with incentives. But obviously, who knows what's going to be hit and what isn't. I think some of those incentives are probably pretty likely playing for the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, he's got 40 receptions, 500 grand, 50 receptions a mil, 65 receptions, 1.5 mil, and then similar for sort of yardage bonuses playing time incentives if he plays 65 percent oh, wow. of the snaps he gets 1.5 mil hmm. so that that's an indication that they they really that's they his contract kind of lies on whether he's a really con- key contributor or not right yeah. and if he is then he gets a lot of cash but i mean i think it's, it says a lot about what the steelers thought of him right if that's if yeah. that's that's what he was let go for i yeah. mean and we've seen with with uh, Ray Ray going as well you know obviously Gunnar o- o- how do we say his name Alasky o- 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 Chawsky Oleski um coming in they trying <laughs> Gunner to get that Gunnar Oleski um coming in for the other uh, you know special teams return shops. this this there is a big need for a receiver mm. and I'm uh, just surprised that they let him go for so little
1: yeah yeah and, and Juju's mom you know is out on Instagram saying that he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh and no off well Not specifically that no offer came, but the word into that effect, or that if an offer did come, it was, you know... I mean, for for it to come and it be less than the offer he got with the Chiefs, to me, would be surprising. So, you know, I'm just not sure. But it seems one way or another the Steelers weren't super interested in keeping Juju in Pittsburgh, and that's a bummer to me as well, you know? One last last thing to say here before I let someone else talk is, do you think there's more going on here than we see? Hmm.
2: And, like, actually, Mark Madden has got something, he's onto something here that... No I don't. That he me. is that, I, don't I mean I'm just, just just a rhetorical question. I'm not, I'm not saying I think it's true. But could it be like an Antonio Brown situation where we're hidden from all this kind of devious behavior by Mike Tomlin and, and the management being such so, such a good organization that we just don't see it and then and in fact behind the scenes the TikTok stuff is just the tip of the iceberg. I don't know. Well,
1: what other explanations Ket's has, Ket's has are then? met the man so <laughs> well, I wasn't going to bring that up for fear of ridicule
3: again but uh No I don't I don't
1: Yesterday's think this podcast like that. <laughs> That's
3: you, you. I, I, I just genuinely got a really kind of down to earth feeling he, he was just really kind of just kind of one of the guys and he's clearly worked hard in terms of coming back from his injury and, and all those kind of things so if he was going to be a diva then you know he'd have been, been out getting drunk every night and, and not you know going to the weight room and you know working professionally and hard at his craft he seems like he just wants to play football and, and that's the kind of the sense I've always got from him. But uh, I guess you never know what's going on behind closed doors, but that would seem a bit out of character to me.
2: So why why didn't
3: you get a bigger contract, Rich?
4: I don't know. I don't really... I don't have a good feel for exactly what happened. I think it's it's possible that, that the Steelers just felt like they were looking towards the future and they know they're going to pay Deontay... Uh, big money they're still kind of i think not 100 percent convinced on claypool but i think they are willing to to see what they have there and i think they felt like you know they just they didn't want to give juju a contract at at any point soon where he was you know it was going to be a big contract they don't like to give two receivers big contracts they usually if they're going to give You know, a big contract your receiver is usually going to be one of them. They don't usually pay two. You remember the Emmanuel Sanders situation with Antonio Brown. And and there was a lot of people that thought at the time that Emmanuel Sanders was just as valuable, even though it turned out that, you know, Brown was the better receiver. But I don't know what to think because, you know, no offense to Juju's mom, but it's (laughs) possible that Juju didn't want to play in Pittsburgh anymore. And I understand it if he didn't. You remember he kept talking about Ben Roethlisberger as a big reason why he wanted to come back to the Steelers. And receivers, if if they're smart, they're going to want to play for a team that has a good quarterback. You know, if you're if you're concerned about winning championships and your legacy as a player, I mean, how many receivers out there were drafted out of college, highly touted college players? And just got drafted by a team who the quarterback was really not that good and, and never amounted, the receiver never really did much. Joey Galloway comes to mind for Ohio State. He was a, an amazing talent coming out of Ohio State. He had it all speed, hands, route running, he everything. He never played for a good quarterback. And then you you're never gonna hear about him talked talked in a in a hall of fame circles for sure. But but if he'd have been drafted by somebody that had a good QB, um, you would, you know, and I just feel like I'm not 100% sure what happened in this, but I'm like you, Cy, I, I was really, really disappointed. I think this, if this, if it was the Steelers that had no interest in him, I think they made a huge mistake. Um, I think he's going to thrive with the Chiefs, and I'm glad they they traded uh, Tyreek Hill because now people can't use that excuse. Oh, it's another Antonio Brown situation. I think mm. I think you're going to see that they're going to Andy Reid's going to use him the right way, the way he should be used. And I think he's going to thrive with the Chiefs, and I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it looks like he's going to be hitting those incentives, right? I mean, who else have they got? Kelsey and Juju. That's it. That's their offense at the moment.
4: Yeah, I think they signed, they signed somebody else um, just recently, another receiver, and I can't remember who. they just who sign
5: it? What Yes. The yes. The Packers? Yeah, they yes. signed From him the the hour ago, didn't they?
4: Yeah, big, bigger contract than Juju's mm. too, I think, a three-year.
1: Seriously? Come on, guys.
2: I think Juju will not play MVS or whatever he's called. I, I do too.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. This, is what I'm, this is what I mean. I mean, me and you have always been on the same page about this, Rich, but it just seems like the league as a whole just has a complete mis-evaluation of what Juju is and, and the relative value he can bring. I, I, we've been over this a million at one time, so I don't want to rehash the issue, but for me, I think this has got to go down as a serious mis-evaluation from the Steelers. For me, maybe not everyone's going to agree. Totally understand what you're saying, Gav, about you know, not liking to pay multiple receivers and what have you. And, you know, I don't know. It's just frustrating to me that we're going into a season now without a slot receiver when we've just let uh, my favourite player leave for pennies on the dime. Yeah. So, so, you know, and I, I did think hard about something you said last week, to be fair, Gav, which is, you know, this is just you getting over-emotional about your favourite player, which, you know, and I thought on that and I thought, well, maybe I am, you know, it has been a couple of years since Juju was. You know majorly contributing you know there's been reasons for that injury and in quarterback play and what have you but I just think there's a lot of untapped potential there that we saw in the early years and now it's just a shame that that's just all hovering over to Kansas City now so yeah, I mean, you can, you can. I can see why he wanted to get out, you know, oh, clearly going into a rebuilding year. I really don't think he did. I you know. truly do not. I, I've, I've always got that vibe. We don't know, as we've all said, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But I've because got behind the vibe. <laughs> I nearly said that, yeah. I've, I've always got the vibe that if he could stay in Pittsburgh for a reasonable amount of money, he would do it. And maybe that's naive of me, I don't know. But, but that's what the social media seems to suggest. That's what Juju's mum seems to suggest. And I agree with you that, that that's not a smart move. If I was Juju and I didn't care and I was just looking to you know enhance my legacy or enhance my earnings then i'd be going to kansas as well but it didn't feel like that was ever what he really wanted to me i don't know
2: i think you've been hoodwinked a little bit there you Maybe. know nfl is, is business and it is harsh you know players yeah. find out they've they've just lost their job on draft night you know there's no there's no love look what happened to david ajabo in his pro day you know he pulls a pulls a, <laughs> the, uh, really you know, pulls a muscle and just the, the coaches. Walks over and pick up the ball and walk we'll carry on. It's like oh, you know, they don't care, and the players, the players know that, and they they know it's ruthless and it's business. So I think I don't think they go into these things with a real warm and fuzzy heart. And you know these negotiations.
3: I
1: think Let's it's... look
3: at the bright side. At least he's not playing for Baltimore.
1: That is very true. Or or, or the Bengals or the Browns or yeah, yeah 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 I agree with that. And you know I, hope, I wish him every success with the Chiefs. And you know if the Steelers aren't competing for a Super Bowl, I hope he wins one. Um. Okay, let's move on from that because uh, it's far too upsetting for me to think about right now. Let's think about something less upsetting about uh, like the Browns trading for a, a 22-time serial sexual assault. Uh, uh, alleged! Alleged! <laughs> alleged! It's Go a flashy on. trade. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into this. So the, so the Browns have traded for Deshaun Watson. After last week, uh, we went pretty in on the Browns um, for going after him and failing to get him. So, you know, mud on our face once again. Surprise, surprise. Um, the Texans receive three first-round picks from the Browns 2022, 2023, 2024. So that's that's the Browns' future draft picks gone. Um, one third-round pick in 2023 and two fourth-round picks this year in 2024. Uh, in return, they get Deshaun Watson and one sixth-round pick. So a, a big, big bundle of picks. One of the biggest trades I think we've probably ever seen in the NFL. And I think pretty universally we agree that the... Uh, the rolling out of the red carpet by all these various different teams to bring in Deshaun Watson was uh, gross but predictable, I would say. Um, I thought the Falcons kind of showed their the bare ass by wheeling out the, the key to the city, and trying to hand it over to him. And then ultimately the Browns end up with him for one reason or another. Seems to be contract related. I think Watson is a bit of a, a mercenary in that sense. Although, according to Gavin, his cynical views, everyone is. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to say about this because this is such a tough... A tough tough situation socially i think um did you feel like the atmosphere changed yes, as soon as it happened absolutely and
2: that, yeah. that yeah. was that was strange everyone's talking oh where's the short Watson gonna go you know what's gonna happen it's so exciting and you and then it happened and then everyone was like oh my god he's gone to the browns it's horrible it's how can they do this they're letting the
1: nfl down the nfl's let itself down well it seems like an interesting shift you know what like, i think it is first of all i think we would have got that anyway right because people were just ready to jump on whoever signed it but i think there's an extra like little an extra little tinge with the Browns because the Browns have always been like the gutsy underdog that other people like to root for right you know the the team that's always sucked for as long as everyone can remember and you know is trying to turn it around and people want to root for that and people don't want to root for Deshaun Watson so there's there's a melding of issues here that people can't quite put together and uh, and it's going to have a knock-on effect for the Browns I think for a long time and uh, it's hard to say that drafting for a you know, an all-pro-level quarterback that's still in his early 20s is a bad move, right? I don't I don't know that you can really oh, say yeah.
2: that. I mean, football-wise, they got better. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, they're going to struggle to build a roster around him maybe now with, with a severe lack of uh, talent coming in through the draft. And then at the same time, they've maybe lost a lot of the good graces around the league.
2: Yeah, but then again, they've had the good roster for a long time. So, I mean, they're in a good shape for, to, to plop in such a good QB if he plays this year at all.
1: Let me put it this way, and if you don't feel comfortable answering this question, please don't. Would you have been comfortable with the Steelers offering the same draft haul and getting Deshaun Watson back?
2: The, the wall the hole was high, right? I'm not sure.
0: I'm not sure.
1: Cause on one hand you, you almost can never overpay for a vet, for a you know this level of quarterback, but I, the more I thought on it, the more I was like, yeah, I just I don't need this noise. It's that simple. I don't know. I... Rich,
2: Rich, you were you were quite high on, on Watson, weren't you, for the Steelers going after him. What what, what do you think about the haul?
4: Yeah, it would have been nice. It was another one though. It was more of a dream. I, I just I just think there's just they, they just pay too much. The Browns pay too much. I wouldn't want the Steelers to pay everything that the Browns did. And you know, I mean, look at all the the nice pickups we made in free agency. Uh most of those wouldn't have been able to happen if we'd have made a signing like that. So, yeah, it's it's an attractive thought for sure because he is he's you know, when he's on, he's a top you know what five quarterback easily in the nfl um so it's attractive thought but um not just too pricey i
1: yeah. think i think what surprised me when he signed with the browns was just this wa- almost wave of re- relief i mean i knew we weren't going to get him anyway but y- y- you know there was just like a it was weird like I, you you almost thought well actually i do want him because i want the steelers to be competitive but then at the same time when he when he signed for someone else i was like oh well, i'm glad that's over you know did anyone else have that
2: a little bit yeah this sort of intrigue, and then it was kind of gross when he yeah. went to the Browns. And they kind of messed it all up with their sort of, you know, releasing Baker and Baker's goodbye message and all, all that thing. stuff. Yeah, that's the horrible. Baker thing. So it's all kind of a bit icky, wasn't it? it sort of stunk before, and then it stunk after. It's just kind of a bad smell around the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that vaulted the Browns straight up to uh, to first in, in the in the betting odds for the winner in the division, which I find strange because he's surely going to be suspended um, yeah. for some length of time. Have you seen the the
5: contract numbers? And I I, I have a feeling that the it's it's almost like the the Browns are going to anticipate it. Yeah. So his base salary next year is a million dollars.
1: This is the worst part for me.
5: Yeah, me too. This when I heard this, it's almost like we know something's going to come coming down the pipe. So we'll take a hit. His cap hit the following year is fifty five million. <laughs> and it's 50, it's fifty five million every year until twenty twenty six. Jeez. So it's ten million next season, but it, yeah, the base salary stuff is almost like we anticipate a suspension for around a season. So mm-hmm. he won't be affected, we won't be affected. We can take the hit, and then you know we'll work towards twenty twenty three. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the if you know the Browns with whatever draft picks they've got left this year start moving down to try and collate picks for next year. To try and recoup and almost like take the hit, we're going to be terrible next season because the quarterback will be out the door or suspended. Probably is a better way to describe it. And then all systems go for twenty twenty three. But that one, I look, look. Do we want to get into the nitty gritty of the accusations and all the rest well, of it? Of course <sighs> not,
1: right? But but the contract, regardless of which way you look at it, is gross. And do you know what I thought when I when I heard this that they were they were doing this in anticipation of you know only being fined his base salary. Now, if Roger Goodell's the commissioner of the NFL. I don't know where he's where the line is drawing the sand as far as how far his powers can go. But if I was Roger Goodell or whoever makes these decisions, and I saw that, I'd make an example out of him. I would say, right, Deshaun Watson is banned for three years, and oh, you traded for mm-hmm. him, and there is f all you can do about it. That's what I would do, and that would. And who is upset with that other than Browns fans? I think the, I think the NFL would get uh, roundly applauded for it. It would be good publicity, and <laughs> I, I'd enjoy it greatly. Um, I don't know. What do you think of that? Is that is that is that me just sounding like Shannon Sharp and Undisputed? I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I nice. think
2: emotional evaluation at yeah. finest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I do best. So, there, yeah, there, I, I I did a hear, change.
5: But it was about an hour or two ago. There was an announcement that a, there's a potential another grand jury in Texas. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Looking at this,
5: it'll, like it, it'll, it'll it, go
1: nowhere. It, you reckon it already
3: has gone nowhere? Gone.
1: Really. I
3: think there was a tweet that came out as we were starting the pod that came out that said they weren't. Uh, indicting him or whatever the technical legal term is. Uh, feels like people are
1: grasping at straws a little bit now at this point, right?
2: I mean, how do you prove it, right? I mean, unless they have cameras in these massage parlours, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, the, the the actual allegations, I think, I mean, even remove the allegations, the fact that he had 50, you know, different masseuses in the Houston area over, like, two years is uh, is all I need to know, but... Listen, you know, this is where we are now from a football perspective. um, Is anyone concerned that the Steelers are the only team in the AFC North without an elite young QB?
2: Well, they've got, I mean, it's funny that Watson and Trubisky were in the same draft class and Trubisky was taken much higher than Watson. So in some ways, the Steelers, you know, in in the same, they've got, uh, they're in the playing field, right? I mean, we're going to talk about Trubisky. Let's get into Trubisky. Well, that's that's what I'm interested in. I mean, I think it's it's interesting that you know that these two prospects of this their 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 paths have intersected into the same division, don't you think?
1: Mm. Yeah. These things seem to happen, right? I was, I was saying the same thing the other day about Mariota and uh, and Winston. Now, yeah. Now on the Saints and Falcons, which is a strange, strange way for things to go. But yeah, these these people always seem in, intertwined, right? Um, in the way they develop through the NFL, so. You know, I, I don't know. I still think Trubisky going to be a, a bridge dude, so I don't know that necessarily it's going to be a a, a rivalry that continues for years to come. But
2: well, let's see. I mean, in that draft, Trubisky was considered the best pocket passer mm-hmm. ahead of Mahomes, who had who the question was are his skills translatable, and Watson, who who was seen as kind of a safe high floor guy, but without the high ceiling. Who, who who did throw a worrying amount of picks but then won the championship game, so was kind of seen as a as a, a safe bet. Um obviously Mark Garrett went one, Trubisky went two, Mahomes went ten to the Chiefs, and that was considered a reach, and then Watson went twelve. Um I don't know, I think I think that you know there's an argument you can say that basically Trubisky was ruined by his time in the Bears. And um this is a fresh start. I think I'm I'm the more I've sort of read into it and watched a bit of his film, I think there there could be something there,
1: man. I I've been thinking about the same thing and while I'm kind of hopeful of that, I, I do think it may be his wishful thinking. I've had to check that out of the door a little bit. Yeah. just because I'm worried that I'm going to go down that rabbit hole <laughs> just because I want to I mean
2: you did did you see what Levi Wallace said he cited no. one of the reasons he wanted to come to Pittsburgh was the fact that they'd signed Trubisky and that he, his leadership was a, was a big plus from from just that one year yeah. as him being a backup working with the scout well, team in Buffalo great reviews and of James, Daniels. The
1: bills, yeah.
2: Yeah. James Daniels you know our latest guard centre we've just signed that was with him with the Bears said he's a good leader very vocal and passionate about winning cares about his players cares about his team hmm and you think about you think about the time in in under Nagy and everything. You know, he, I think he is a high character guy. He never threw anyone under the bus when sure. things were going terribly wrong. He never threw his teammates, never threw the coaches, even though they were making terrible decisions. The offense was all wrong. I think I think there's things here. You know, week two for the um, for the Bills, he let up the Bears in what's cited as a revenge drive. Quick throws, anticipation, touch, look loose. You know, he's shown flashes bad situation you know he needs to work on his mechanics decision making and like, just get his confidence back and surely he's in the right place where he can get confidence back where he's not necessarily the anointed starter you know he, this, he, needed, he needed that sort of backup year I think to, to get to be an NFL starter he never had it he was thrust in after like five games in his rookie season mm. and has been under massive pressure he lost his confidence his confidence is shot you know he, he needs his confidence rebuilt and hopefully that's what will happen
3: he does seem to be a natural leader when you watch him on tape as well. He's loud at the line of scrimmage. Um I love his cadence as well. He causes like tons of penalties on, on the uh on the defence and, and he seems to have a good kind of you know, pass or rush kind of decision making ability. Um and he moves the sticks fairly consistently, which is something we've not had. And he's called first quarter touchdowns. Steelers mm-hmm. fans fall off chairs left, right, and <laughs> centre hearing that, but He's got that competitive toughness. I think he'll be a good game manager. And, you know, if he's got less kind of issues going on in terms of the the Nagy situation, if he's got a more stable situation at, at Pittsburgh, there's no reason why he can't not necessarily be an elite quarterback, but be a very good kind of consistent, you know, guy that delivers most weeks. You know what I mean? He's He's got the mobilities in the 82nd percentile in terms of 40 time an 87th Ooh. percentile in three-cone. He's got mobility. And did you, you, see did you just drop well? Mitch
1: Trubisky's three-cone percentile on a, on a show in 2022? That is elite. From
3: 2018. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, wild. That's elite-level podcasting that gets all of that. Um uh, Yeah. Uh, well, do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about... Because I was going to save Trubisky's full kind of dive until the end, and then we could kind of slot him into where we thought he fit in this quarterback class. But do, what do you want to do?
2: I think I think we sort of started hitting him now. I thought it was a good idea to hit him from the top. You not think as he is in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I went back to the draft process as well, and I found, you know, in in, in that process, the knocks were not feeling pressure, poor decision making, poor pocket awareness. He he rushes his process when under pressure, and lack of experience. Right, he had a limited tape. Was a one-year starter for UNC. The pluses were quick release, accuracy, arm strength, mechanics, clutch timing mobility and upside i i i think you know that's pretty much where he is still it doesn't seem like things have changed you know it said um uh he admitted himself that his mechanics his decision making and his overall confidence needs to be a priority Hmm. he said he acknowledged it was when he arrived in buffalo he acknowledged his confidence was shot and needed to regain belief in his abilities but he worked with the QB whisperer, Brian Dayball at Buffalo, who's now, now a Giants head coach. So that goes to explain maybe why there was that sort of perceived Im- improvement, because he didn't get time to work on any of those those knocks, he was just thrust in and didn't really progress. You've got to remember the, what, the situation he was drafted into, right? He was drafted into the John Fox regime in the final throws of, of his tenure. And, you know, not the best situation. A guy that's trying to save himself just looking to win now not not looking ahead right so that 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 didn't help him and then he was drafted into a bears team that's never had a four thousand yard passer ever yeah i mean what who's the best bears qb rich
4: i mean (laughs) the best (laughs) bears qb of all
0: time
2: it might be
4: (laughs) i mean Uh, mean, what's his name mcmahon
2: yeah jim mcmahon you think but he was never really that good i mean he was kind of a game manager, a bit of a high character guy, but no uh, Jack,
4: kind of- Jack and Cannon, uh, Bobby Douglas was, I don't know. Um, yeah, they, I don't, <laughs> you'd have to go way, way back to like the Sid Luckman days, I think. To, Cause they, yeah, they haven't, they, that's one of those franchises that they, they haven't had a really great QB in a while. So I think, I think that's a factor, you know,
2: that's, they haven't got history of bringing these guys through. And you know there's this, this quote's out there. You go back to you go back. It's like going back through a time machine, like googling twenty seventeen draft stuff. So I I saw one guy saying, "Trubisky has the arm that Watson doesn't." You know, like what a crazy quote that is. You wouldn't think that now. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 very excited to see what he can do. You know, I think it's. Let me ask I think you, it's a great. I, I, let on. me ask
1: you a question. What? So it sounds like you're kind of in on Trubisky as a potentially more upside than just a bridge QB. So, what would you put the number? What would you say the percentage chances, right, that that he's starting for the Steelers in QB in not next season the season after 2025.
2: 2025, 20, I'd say it's about 65%. 65%? I say it's like obviously 80%. Wow.
1: Yeah. That he's starting or that he wait, I mean, in 20, I, not not this season coming up the one after. I meant the one after that. So, like I'm basically saying that he's won the job and he's kept it for two years.
2: Oh, sorry, I missed that. Two years time. Let's go down to. Yes. I'd say sixty percent. I reckon it's pretty high. Mm.
5: Well, what, so what, what are you we, guys on? We're talking about so September twenty twenty four, starting QB. Yes,
1: is that right?
5: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't see sixty percent. Some Wait. something miraculous would have to happen this year. I think.
1: Well, he's either won the job or he hasn't, right? That's that's. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, but but. I feel like going into last week, I thought, almost nobody thought that, and now you seem to have uh, un- unraveled something that makes you think he's going to be the next great Steelers quarterback.
2: I think there's a chance that he could he could work out for us, for the Steelers. There's yeah. a chance,
1: I just don't know that it's that high. I will say, when I went back and looked at him this week, I was a little bit... The main thing I took away from it was the elite moments that he had that you forgot about, um, even with the Bears, right? Because I think when I look back on Trubisky and thought about his play with the Bears... I remembered him as well, frankly, a bit of a, a lol cow to use a urinating tree reference. A bit of a you know what I mean? Like a bit of a, a laughing stop. Um and that wasn't really the case actually. I think it was more the situation he was in, like you say, Gav, than his actual play, because some of the some of the, the, the moments and, and, and especially some of the best plays that he had were elite level. I mean, so, some of the some of the deep balls he was throwing into tight coverage and um, and I tell you what, I didn't realise he could do so well. Some of the improvisational plays and the escapability and the and the spinning out of contact and pass rush and just making a play on the move, I did not remember Mitch Trubisky doing at all. Um yeah. and he did, I think, so I think you've got to go back to twenty eighteen, right? The mm, first year of Maggie yeah,
2: when yeah. they had Adam Robinson, Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel and they traded for Mac and they he had that five touchdown game against the Bucks and they won the won the NFC North twelve and four, went to playoffs. And then bummed out in the playoffs. He looked good that year. That's his second year, and you know things should have progressed from there, but they didn't. Mm. So let, let's hope that this is this is that Trubisky we're getting, and and you know there's a chance of him progressing from there.
1: Yeah, I will give you that. After watching a bit of him this week, I agree with you that I am more confident in him maybe than I was when we signed him. Um, however, I do worry that it's only Steelers fans saying this fans of all 31 other teams think it's hilarious that we have them so you got a question maybe why that is <laughs> I'm not know.
3: bothered by the fans of the other 31 teams <laughs> they always hate on the Steelers it, you know if we went 17-0 and and then won every playoff game 40 0 they'd be like oh yeah well, there was a third down that you missed and you know did find <laughs> something just because it's you know it's a successful football team that people don't like to you know sort of support a good team kind of thing and you know there's plenty of people that have hated the Steelers over the years. I thought it was obvious
2: he was going to be a start somewhere, and that's why I picked him up in our Superflex Dynasty League site, so, as you could as you can notice. I picked him up ages ago, right? Because it's just obvious he had that good good preseason, good good backup appearances, you know.
1: Well, I'm still rolling with Gardner Minshew, who should be our quarterback, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I'm what I'm taking from this, Gav, is that you don't think that the Steelers should sign Baker Mayfield?
2: Definitely not. Do you? Uh,
1: uh, no, but uh, I did sense that Rich was going to have an interesting reaction when I posted that in, in our <laughs> messenger group. <laughs> no, uh, You're you not a fan mean. of the the Baker to the Steelers? I thought you might like out of the Browns' uniform. I thought there was a chance you might like the chip on his shoulder to the Steelers, uh, Rich. He he just didn't look right, did he? I mean, that
4: picture of him in a Steelers uniform—it <laughs> did not look right.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean.
0: Uh, I think, to be in, fair, in that's fairness, because
1: they superimposed his face onto Duck Hodges' body. But maybe that's part of it.
3: Yeah, I love how Duck Hodges called him out on that as well. Yeah. What
1: a guy! <laughs> <laughs> no, probably interrupted
3: fair, one of his duck hunts. Probably so, did. Yeah. To be fair, like Baker has been one of the better Steelers players in recent years with the amount of picks <laughs> that he's thrown to us. So, you know, he's certainly <laughs> on you know Minka Fitzpatrick's Christmas card list, I'm sure he is.
1: I I almost wish that I thought Baker was a better player because I do kind of love the narrative of Baker joining the Steelers and then just decimating the Browns. Like I would absolutely love that, but I I don't know. It's it's a nice
3: story if it's not your team involved.
5: Yes, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Something for you to do on Madden when you're bored. (laughs)
1: Thanks. (laughs) So so nobody's gonna call for the Baker Mayfield signing if he gets cut. No,
2: no,
5: no,
1: no.
2: Why would you do that? Why would you create like a kind of failed? first round draft pick quarterback soup yeah all we do is
5: need Sam Darnold and we've got you know we've got Askins, Trubisky one of them's going to hit
2: well yeah I mean maybe it's where's EJ
1: Manuel these days
2: that's true yeah let's
1: bring him back Gino (laughs) Smith's out there somewhere right he's top of the second round yeah top of the second round but still he was the first QB taken in that draft almost yeah through
2: all the technicality I think
1: (laughs) okay right we'll move on no more Baker talk unless (laughs) it happens um one question before we jump into all the other QB stuff, um, just because it doesn't really fit anywhere else. Glenn Jones, our, our buddy on, on Twitter, messaged and said, what's the pod's collective thoughts on Jarvis Landry to the Steelers? Anyone in on that?
2: Not against it. I mean, the, they clearly need a new slot receiver, right? So Depends I, on the press.
1: I'm kind of of the thought that we went through wide receivers the other week, right? that It's kind of deep. Maybe not purely in slot receivers, but if you wanted to go with a bigger guy, then... I think there's a lot of options there. So I would stick with that. I think Jack O'Geslandry is on the back nine a little bit. I think the NFL suddenly got scared of giving wide receivers contracts
2: mm-hmm. after what's happened. Unless with, your name's um, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, those A-star elite guys, but the sort of next tier, everyone's a bit scared of it. Yeah. It seems like there's, it's a bit quiet. And with the, the draft classes keep coming out, you can just, as long as you've you know, got a relatively high pick that you can afford to spend on a luxury position like receiver, you're going to get a good one.
0: I
1: would be probably
3: upset. You yeah, I think you need a a leader in that room.
1: That's the thing. I think that's the thought, yeah.
3: Yeah. You, you gotta remember we're three receivers
5: down. In Juju, Washington, Rare.
0: Mm.
5: Like yeah, as much as we were you know, we waxed lyrical for four days about the wide receiver class, um we're not gonna be picking well we're certainly not picking more than two. You know, we may pick <laughs> may pick two maximum. So we've got a gap there. We need to plug it. And an experienced guy like that, yeah, with a couple of guys who are still on there, you know, selling their rookie deals. Yeah, I wouldn't be too upset with that sort of signing.
2: Yeah, I guess maybe it's that the uh, situation of just waiting because the second wave hasn't really started yet at free agents. It's been a bit of a lull, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of dribs and drabs. So maybe it's like waiting to see what the kind of market resets at and then coming in and getting a veteran guy a bit later. It wouldn't be such a bad idea for
3: a cheap deal. It depends what we do on safety as well. Yeah, because obviously, if we pick up uh, Honey Badger, then that's going to be—you would assume—a significant contract, and then that might then potentially limit what you can do at receiver. But uh, why know, is everyone get... in on this? Why what, are
2: there? Are there some breadcrumbs that are missing here? Why <laughs> does everyone think that
3: Tyro Matthews is going to be a stealer?
2: Or is it just you wanting that to happen?
1: Well, yes. there's just a lot of reporting that it's it's happening, right? There has been for weeks. The the links have been connected.
2: Yeah, we had it with Malik Hooker last year, wasn't it? It's so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <It's always> this was <laughs> this.
1: Yeah, I can't discern whether this is like fan-driven hype or, or there's actually something behind it. I think we'll I think find it's out hype.
2: soon. Mm. I'll be proved wrong, but I think it's hype. Doesn't feel like a
1: Steelers player to me. Like, Doesn't feel like, I don't know. I know what you mean. I wouldn't hate it, though. I mean, I think you could find a way to make him eat, you know, underneath and...
2: Cut to next week when we signed honey badger and I'm sat here with my honey badger.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Steven>. <laughs> I wouldn't advise buying that one. Um, right. Okay. I, I don't want I don't think we even mentioned James Washington went to the Cowboys. I think that's nice for them. Um, apparently uh, was too busy to attend his media day because he collected a lot of bays of hay or something. So he's oh, yeah, so a farmer. Yeah. Farmer hands. Appreciated right? that on his ranch. I think he'll do well though. Um, that's got
3: to be the most Texas tweet I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: too busy collecting my my hay bales to attend this media conference. Sorry,
3: I was picking up my stats and I couldn't quite you know, <laughs> attend the meeting in time. I got my, my bolo Spurs tie top. got in the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then obviously Mike Tomlin and, and Colbert and everyone else are bouncing around all these different colleges, attending all these pro days. I I haven't kept up a no- I don't want to. You know, I haven't I haven't really. Mike, uh, you're got the pro my nose day to the right grindstone, now. yeah. On that, <laughs> um,
5: we had a few heads at Cincy today, didn't we?
1: On Desmond Ridley. I
5: think we met with J uh, oh, Sanders. Oh
1: yeah, I
5: don't know if we met with
3: anyone else. Mm. In terms of notable, not going to pro days, particularly with the QB class, Carson Strong's the only one we didn't go to. I think the rest we have either been to or are planning to.
1: Okay, that's good knowledge. So, Carson Good Strong, intel. you're out of here. Looks too much like Dante. Well, or it could Alex. be a smoke screen. Might be a smoke, be a smoke screen. screen. That's,
2: that's a classic move, is that go to every other pro there and go, don't go to the guy that you've already decided is your guy. I'm not sure if Strong is that guy. But... I wanted to
1: ask you about that, about the smoke screen. Because, uh, you know, the Steelers we... don't use smoke screens, right? They wanted Najee. They made it obvious they wanted Najee. They took Najee. But uh, they seem to be doing that with Malik Willis this year. I don't know. Is that a smoke screen? I can't tell. Oh,
5: they've got the worst poker face. Right?
1: <laughs> it seems. <to. laughs> So, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Well, I think I'm sure. I think they won't believe Willis, but I just don't know that they're going to get him. But, but should we get into the quarterbacks first before we, we jump into all that? Do you yeah. want to go through your, your Red Star yeah. tracker, again? I'm going to remember it this week.
2: Yeah, well, I wanted to read um, something which I found in the Trubisky while I was digging around looking for nuggets on Trubisky. Ooh,
1: Trubisky archives.
2: Well, I came across this. Two prospects typically typically emerge as the top picks in the draft. Safe guy and risky upside guy. Mm. Then the rest fall into line. There's the buzzy first-round riser, the small-school wonder, the draft Nick darling, who kept showing up in the first rounds of mock drafts in March but gets picked late in the fifth round and so forth. But this draft class is not typical. The quarterbacks aren't that spectacular, for starters. And there's no clear-cut order among the consensus top four or five prospects. So that was written about 2017 draft, the Trubisky-Mahomes-Watson draft. But you think that's interesting. Yeah. You could definitely if I read that out and said that from this year, you'd go, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I thought that was this year when you were saying it.
0: <laughs> you were no, exactly.
3: already, you, you already imagining which guy was which, weren't you? Yeah as, I was, were hearing <laughs> I <it>. was. Yeah. <laughs> That one's Pickett, that yeah. one's uh Ridder, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So maybe we could try and tag those. So we got safe guy, risky upside, buzzy first round riser, small school wonder, draftnic darling. Maybe we could use those tags in this in yeah. this show, I don't know, Let's yeah. see what you think.
3: Remind us of them but, as we go through. Mm. Um, Just before we get in, can I please incite the audience with Bill Parcell's golden quarterback rules, which was Uh something I found out this week. So the golden rules for a quarterback, according to Bill Parcell, are must be a senior, Mm -hmm. must have graduated, which is kind of a a show of maturity and and seeing a task through to completion. Must be a three-year starter. Mm -hmm must have, I think it's played 30 games and won 23-plus games. Um, Touchdown-to-interception ratio must be better than 2-to-1. And the quarterback must have a 60%-plus completion ratio.
1: Only 60? I was going to say that's not high, is it? I think
3: that's low, but I don't know if that's just how the modern kind of passing game is developing? maybe because now yeah. i think it's sort
2: of 66.6 is considered the kind of golden golden line for completion percentage but okay I've, it's yeah. good we've taken with all those other things maybe you do have to be a bit looser on that
3: so just before we get into the um class um in terms of meeting that criteria can you pick it yes well and why don't you tell us when each one hits it whether they hit it or don't oh yeah kind of as we go through it let's do yeah, that no worries let's do that
1: right Now we know that Kenny Pickett hits. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) my appetite is wet.
4: Okay, I got a question. Oh, oh. So, uh, in regards to this position, how are we doing the Red Star? Oh no, happens every
1: week. Rich is here for one (laughs) draft group, and we're already in this (laughs) because. Well, I listen to
4: the show, and I don't do it. And like three of you have three different criteria. So, (laughs) it is what it is. What you think it is, Rich? For me. (laughs) <laughs> for me and
2: it, 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 it definitely it's your red star and you, you can do what you like with it um, for me I try and do where uh, the prospect and the value intersect so I think it's possible you're going to get a guy at a reasonable draft value and I like him For, for he's like my best guy at, at, at his relative value now sai has got a different definition which is
1: I, I, yeah I can't get involved with that because that rules out far too many people that I might be into um, my, my criteria is very simple do I bang the table because I really love the guy, comparative to maybe where he's drafted, or maybe just not? Maybe just because I like him more than the consensus, or I'm just really into it. That, 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 it's a feel but thing. For me. But what you said there is what
2: I said, which is his draft value and your, your love from him intersect.
1: Mm. Yeah, so well, you well, feel like it's good value wherever uh, but, it is. But then our argument has always been that you think it has to be a Steelers pick. Well, that's for me. That's okay, my, that's, that's my little thing.
3: take on it. Right. Yeah. And. De- Dave always picks the Steelers guy who he would want the Steelers to go and get, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah,
4: yeah. See, but then when we review it the following season and go, "Oh, this was your red star. This is your red," like it then just like you have, there's no way of knowing what that means. There's no context.
3: <laughs> <'Cause>
1: everybody's everybody's <laughs> definition is different.
3: Rich, there's but, no way of knowing what any of this means. <laughs> the whole
1: Rich, maybe what you need is like a Rich's special star. With your own definition. <laughs> no, it's just I'm um, anal. You know, I, I like to, I like things
4: to be like I like a system. I like I like to know what the rules are I before I go
1: I understand. It, you know? And I agree with you, but the problem is I feel that we've reached maybe an impasse with our, with what we agree with the red star is. <laughs> so I don't know, I is don't, there maybe uh, a yellow star for what we think the steel should do? No, 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 no.
0: No, okay.
2: No. So let's go back to last year. So I red Star, Trey Lance and sleeped Peyton Ramsey. Dave? Red starred Zach Wilson and sleepered Kyle Trask.
1: they red starred Zach and, Wilson, really?
2: Mm, and after Rich after red,
1: all i said. Jeez.
2: Yeah, I know, and me. Uh, Rich red starred Mac Jones and sleepered Shane Buscelli. Nailed it. Um, yeah. So my red star's not worked out yet, but I, it was always a long-term thing. So I don't
4: know, Rich. I mean, you kind of nailed that one. Hmm? Well, okay, but none of those guys were drafted by the Steelers. So if you're thinking, you know what I mean, like who is the who is the best quarterback that the Steelers actually have an opportunity to draft, or who see? Because the way I do it is, I, I who I think is going to be the best quarterback of the group. That's who I red star. But
2: well, that's yeah. That's so. You're number one. Your your red star is your number one prospect. Right yeah that's fine it and i think
1: with quarterbacks uniquely that makes a little bit more sense than the other positions does that mm. you know what i mean because it, quarterbacks are so yeah. limited there's so few that are likely to make an impact
4: right and that's the only reason i opened this can of worms because it is it's the position's a little different yeah. and it, if it wasn't i would I wouldn't even have brought it up right well you, you know you can go
1: with go go with your you've Rich. Go with what <laughs> okay
0: okay
2: i you.
1: think the red star is a gut based star.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's the guy that you like, you know, from this draft, this uh, QB class is kind of weird, right? Like that mm-hmm. intro little bit I read out there, it's kind of hard to work out who's the top. I mean, there's there's the buzzy guy, obviously, but it's, you know, you've got to think like three, four years down the line, who's going to be where you are. So I, I don't know, I think the Red Star is loose and open to just, just do with what you like.
3: Okay. My guy for last year would have been Justin Fields. So that's not really worked out. Yeah, that well
1: that, that that was my catch that, that Gav I think left out. I don't know why.
2: He oh yeah, it. you 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 retrospectively <laughs> red starred him, didn't you? That's right. I, I forgot. Sorry, my apologies. I you didn't up, do that until later. I in.
1: went up against <laughs> your Trey Lance, and then neither of us really.
4: Yeah. Gone. Do you have the year before last too, Gav?
2: Yeah, I do. But we didn't for some reason we didn't evaluate quarterbacks. Oh wow. Because I, th- I think I think we were so no, we didn't. We were so I think we skipped it because we were like, well, Ben's coming back. There's no need to and. I don't know. So hmm. bad, bad on us. So yeah, we didn't do it. Fair enough. And I can tell, I'm tell you, I'm glad because this is the first year where we've actually had a, had a, an open yeah. spot at quarterback and you've had to kind of really concentrate. This has been a lot of work for me. And I, I'm quite glad that this is now we've got to this point where we can like just say what we've seen because I'll tell you, when you when you like watched QBs all day, I've not been working. So I've just been basically doing this. If they just don't, you know what like syntax bleaching is like where you see a word too much, you lose its meaning. Eventually, <laughs> at some point, you're watching tape. It just turns into a little pixelated man running around throwing footballs. You don't know what you're watching anymore.
0: Yeah, that, any that's things. a retro
2: that,
5: bowl. <laughs> that was my life between January and April.
2: <laughs> you just totally lose it. So I'm quite glad because I've just got round and round with this. I, I still haven't decided who my red star is. I know who my super is. I have done for about three years. Um, it's got. <laughs>
1: this, this is baby change <laughs> uh so yeah let's just get into it okay let's go. now now i know i've said, said this three times now but before we do i just want to say how we're going to do it i think because it's quarterbacks and there's so few i think we should literally go from top to bottom uh i mean we'll still go around the horn but we'll start with whoever goes first number one and then if the person who's second has a different number one we'll go with that do you know what i mean just go down the down the list does that make sense
2: yeah kets can you track the everyone's one one to six or whatever
1: yep because I think uh, I think we've all ordered them. We don't do that for every position, but I think we don't normally do that. But I think
2: this this time to to be interesting to look back to see who's yeah. consensus number one or whatever. Mm. I don't even know who's number one, so I'm really stuck with it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we won't start with there's, you Tinker.
0: There's no clear number
1: one. <laughs> no, don't start with me. Uh, who is who say. has a strong opinion about a number one? Who wants to go first? Nope. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Tom oh. Weed. Okay. That's... So wow. far away. I can go first if you like, but maybe you're not going to like it. <laughs> um, exactly.
2: Well, let's go. Let's go. So we'll go. back to that piece. Two prospects typically emerge as the top picks in mm. the draft: safe guy and risky upside guy.
1: I think that's and that,
2: that I can get on board with. Yeah. So who do we think the top two safe guy, risky upside guy? Who 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 are the top two?
1: Feels to me as though Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis have. Have kind of ascended to the top two, unless someone surprises me.
2: But is that your evaluation, or is that uh, is that, that a draft?
1: I I have come to the conclusion. So should should sh- sh- I start? Shall I just go with number one? Well, no, answer that question. Yeah, is that uh, is that your yeah? Go, go, go. Is that yes, your own... yes. I have come to the conclusion that some combination of Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis are my favorite two quarterbacks in this draft. Followed closely okay, by has anyone a got anyone got anyone
2: different top two out of those two? Um, uh, I do. Me too. I do. What I are do. your choice? as well? well. Okay, good. This is good. Rich, what are your top two? Um, Matt Corral
3: and Kenny
4: Pickett. Ooh.
3: Okay, Kets. Yes, Rich. Matt Corral, Ooh. Kenny Pickett.
5: Where to you go, Kets?
4: Oh,
3: nice.
2: And Mike, so what are your Mike? You're Willis and Pickett, are
5: you? No, I, I'm Pickett and Matt Corral as well.
2: Ooh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'll give you mine. I'm. I'm. You're recording all this, Kets, yeah?
1: Yeah, trying good. to. Yeah. It's been like, <laughs> okay.
2: I, I'm Willis and Sam Howell. How about that?
1: Oh, interesting. So oh, make, we are
2: literally all over the makes place. Makes me look
1: chalky, doesn't Love it? it. Right. Ah, Sh-
3: should we start with Kenny Pickett then? Because four of us picked him.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: It's top two.
1: So, so who's picked Kenny Pickett as one? Well?
3: I had a joint one. I had. <laughs> I, I couldn't. You
1: know. <laughs> right, okay. this class.
3: No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a decision. I'm gonna go. Matt Corral, number one, Red Star.
1: Whoa, Whoa! He's just dropped the Red Star.
0: Red Star! <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. And not only has he done that, he's dropped the Red Star in my number six quarterback in this class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Me too. laughs> <laughs>
4: Put me down for uh, Matt Corral Red Star, too. Whoa. Red Star! I
3: love this. Now, in terms of the Cy versus Cats thing, I came up with um, some sort of creativeness during the week. So, Cy's guys and Cats' bets. Okay, it's the, the yeah. two separate lists of like either boom or bust players across different <laughs> positions so the rest of us leave or? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> i I just think there should be beers introduced to the um gambling nature of this podcast, which is beers and kebabs why not mm.
2: okay right tell us why you love Matt Corral then so
3: matt Corral um Rich, obviously, feel free to add anything as I go along with this. Um, youngest of three brothers, played football at one of the most <laughs> great places. start. Hang just... Are we
1: going to get his entire like? Uh, are you like Wikipedia where you start with early his life? Boys, if
3: I'm drafting a quarterback, I need to know his character.
1: That was such and a great I think... start. I did not see that coming at all. I thought he was going to be like, right, nice quick release, good it. Free... No, three, youngest of three. We'll real. get onto the football. We'll
3: get onto the <laughs> football. Right. Played football at one of the most prestigious high schools in the country, um, but switched high schools due to Oaks Christian, which is where he played for, being for rich kids who flashed money about and are never going to work a day in their lives. That Take was answer. a Macarel quote. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, he also had. Allegedly, a physical altercation with Tristan Gretzky, the son of Wayne Gretzky. Um, later said that no punches were thrown, but there was definitely some kind of something that happened at high school aggressive um, pushing. Something like that, yeah. And then he switched to Long Beach Poly, which I'm assuming Rich would know more about than me, but apparently they're quite chalk and cheese in terms of schools. Um, he's quite used to adversity. His best friend, um, Jalen Hall, who was a, an Oregon player, was awaiting trial for home invasion, felony, robbery, burglary, and kidnapping, allegedly. Um, went to prison for it, but Matt Corral kept in contact with him whilst he was in prison, despite kind of all the football stuff going on. Um, Corral. Wow, we're, this, we're getting the why did none of your mates come to your birthday party? <laughs> yeah. Evaluation. Yeah.
0: Ketsy,
1: yes. Ketsy's like the guy that the teams hired to do all the digging in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. If any NFL teams are listening, would, uh, you know.
2: Walk out of your course. house and there's cats in the bush with like, some binoculars <laughs> and a <the> notepad.
1: <night> <laughs> He's at the gates of Long Beach Poly trying to get a grasp of the student base. All I've got is Google and, you know, too much time on my hands, probably. All right, please um, continue, otherwise we'll be here till 2025.
3: Corral was put on the spot in a team meeting when the George Floyd issues were going on um, by Otis Reese, defensive back, who asked him specifically what he thought about the issues. Corral spoke for five minutes, and included some really personal experiences. Basically, he said he was gonna fight for all of his guys. Um, Gave up drinking in April 2020, after some kind of depression and mental health issues, attended therapy sessions, um, promised himself that he would be different, and kind of really learned from Lane Kiffin as well, in terms of um, coaching. Potential injury issues, um, his ankle, he injured his right ankle in the Sugar Bowl game against Baylor in 2020, which was only January, so relatively, uh, was it January, December, relatively recent anyway. Um, He fell down awkwardly on his leg with a 295-pound lineman kind of on top of him. Um, Moving on to the football side, finally, everyone will be pleased to hear. Um, (laughs) Understands defences and how to attack them. Took no hesitation in attacking cover zero, which is when you put no safeties in the backfield with a pass over the middle to his tight end. Um was charged with intentional grounding and a safety. Um I've not noted. I've watched two or three games of his actually. I've not noted which game that was in. But um I thought he tried to sort of show some football intelligence and get rid of the ball. Um, but at least it shows kind of football awareness. Good competitive toughness, doesn't know when he's tackled, throws out of pressure or a sack. As well as is humanly possible, um, takes his time, waits until the last seconds to pass um, to the last second to pass the ball, takes a hit when he needs to, and gets his man in the open. Um, did throw a lot of picks in 2020, he threw 14. Much improved in 2021 when he only threw five. Um, the Alabama game was quite interesting. He was under a lot of pressure consistently throughout the game. At times, it looked like he didn't have an O line at all um he did score a 10 yard touchdown run he's got a good mixture of passing across all three levels short medium longer sort of deeper passes um nice 33 yard deep touchdown on tape on a sort of stop go route um nice accuracy generally across all levels of the offense um watched the linebacker on one of the plays to see which way the linebacker moved and he knew which route his receiver was on kind of on a a sort of a slant route going behind him. So as soon as the linebacker didn't move, he knew that his lineman, uh, that his wide receiver would be open. He's got a very sort of lethal slant pass um, and he's the most accurate passer in Ole Miss history, which is pretty good. Um, big arm, sometimes a little bit too big for his receivers. Um, he tends to overthrow on deep passes when he misses them, which I don't mind because it means it's going to be on the, the kind of um, offensive side of a miss rather than, going to a defender. Um, Decent play recognition, understands linebacker blitzes, how to escape, gets out to the right, does a kind of tight run down the touchline to maximise yardage, and he gets first downs with his legs that he really shouldn't get some of the time. Nice reading of progressions, um, balances risk and reward nicely in terms of play selection. Um, Good physical guy, will will hit a defender if he needs to. He's a willing runner, Got a nice pump fake and run combination. Seems aware of pressure. Good at improvising and turned a kind of a nothing play into a 24-yard rush in the Tennessee game. Um, took advantage of a lead blocker as well to extend his gain. Throws accurately on the run. Good burst, good acceleration. Comfortable with jet sweep RPO. Kinda, it's a bit of a weird offence in terms of they, they did lots of, sort of trick plays and stuff. He was quite comfortable with that. And the commentator's words were, this guy is a warrior. So for me, all of that is everything the Steelers could use as a either a backup quarterback or a future starter. Any Hence negatives? the Red Star.
2: No, just his ankle. Um, really? No negatives other than that injury? Wow. No,
3: I think so. I think that's pretty much okay. everything. And do you, do you I,
2: I've said this before about other position groups, but could, could you sum him up in, in like a one-line thing? Because I like to try and like, you know, boil it down to a one-line summation of what kind of quarterback he is.
3: Yeah, so good head on his shoulders, um, competent rusher, good improviser, reasonable accuracy in passing across all three levels of the field. Okay. Rich, you're pretty high as well, right? Red star?
4: Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, <clears throat> not too much I can really add after that. <laughs> That, uh, well review. to be fair we didn't get a lot but,
1: of info on his like kindergarten days or you know oh i have that here that. hold on yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: his relationships with his cousins so cool.
1: <laughs> you know you know he
4: did run rpo a lot that's the system there old miss runs a lot of rpo so you know you have heard raps on him that he, he really didn't do a lot of full field reads but i you know i disagree if you watch that mississippi state game he He's doing a lot of fulfill reads, uh, and, and, you know, showing a progression. Um, I think he does have a problem that I think every quarterback in this class has a problem to a certain degree f- in my decision. I think Malik Willis is probably the worst of the group of the top six and it's questionable decision-making. Hmm. Um, he, he does make some poor decisions at times, but, uh, you know, I, I think these guys are all so close, you know, with, with most of their attributes. You know, there's some guys that stand out as, you know, like Carson Strong, obviously, that knee issue he has is, you know, is is, is a big red flag. Um, and, and, and But for the most part, Part these guys are all really really close I think and and of course Malik Willis athleticism stands out greatly and is he's got a cannon for an arm and I think I think Matt has probably the second best arm of the group I think he and Carson Stronger real close but I would say maybe Matt has a little better arm really wow
2: yeah he's I got yeah
4: oh he's got a cannon yeah. Yeah, he has got and, the accuracy you know, where Strong's a little bit more I, hit and miss.
2: I, I found his accuracy was a bit inconsistent and mildly frustrating, and I thought his deep ball sort of died on him a little bit. I thought he's got mechanic mechanics issues where he's he's up on his toes in the pocket, and then and then sometimes he can throw off quite a narrow base where he doesn't he hasn't got the power, um, and maybe maybe that's a, a situation of of, of pressure because he's often like a. a a one read and then bail kind of guy because he can't run, right? He's a good runner with the ball. You know, he's a kind of like that sort of Tannehill kind of. Is it open? Is it open? No, I'm going to bail and run and get get ten yards, get a first down. He does that well, but he gets hung up and he's waiting for the first read, waiting for the first read, and then he, he usually bails. Um, but when he doesn't bail, that's when the the mechanics all fall apart and he, he starts moving around, gets a bit heel clicky, and then hmm. and then yeah narrows his base and then the ball dies on him. I just, I just wonder, you know, like I, I think there's 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 two two shades of evaluating a quarterback. It's what they do with their first read, and then it's what they do beyond that. And I didn't see anything beyond his first read. I thought it all went went to went to poop after his first read wasn't open. So that's why I'm way down on him. I thought he was sailing balls. I thought he had ball security issues and just staring down first read. Uh, I thought he might might catch this to answer what I said to you. I thought he was a system play action athletic quick strike quarterback. You know, I, and how much we had enough of that, right, with Ben. So uh, I'm kind of out on him. Sorry, guys. I, I, a lot of I,
4: these guys, though, are our, our RPO quarterbacks.
2: That's
0: right. They Sam awesome.
4: Howell's an RPO, and yeah. um, who's a Desmond Ritter, yeah. I believe. And, and none of them have great mechanics consistently. Malik Willis's mechanics are horrible. Mm-hmm. Awful. You know, I'd he's, say just, I'd, he's just so athletic, he makes it work somehow. I, I think uh, Sam Howell's got the
2: best. Mechanics, which is why I'm I'm him actually. But anyway, we'll get into Sam Howell in a minute.
1: Um, so I've got outs and red stars already. This <laughs> I, know, I feel here. like I've I've got a whirlwind of every quarterback in my mind. Obviously,
2: yeah, uh, uh, Mike, <laughs> what, what are you saying about uh, Matt, Matt Coral here? Yeah,
1: I'm 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 I'm
5: high on Macra. Um As I said, Rich. To, to mirror what you said there's not too much extra to add um, I, I, I'm probably a little bit more complimentary on his decision making and I know it's only something we were talking about it last week with the receivers about one of the things I quite like to see with the wide receivers is blocking ability in the run game and the effort and it, it's not the most important part of his game but it's just something I sort of keep an eye and focus on and one of the things I found with Mac Corral is and again it's only something minor is throwing the ball away when it's a dead play you know there's not mm. receivers open the D's the D's had a good rep Throw the ball away. Fight another day. Not run around like a mad thing. Throw the hail mary ball. Get an interception. Get sacked. Potential fumble. That sort of stuff. There's a, there's there's a, a smart footballer there. Um. The the Mississippi offense is always quirky with Lane Kiffin there. It it's it's is it fully translatable? No. It's you know the spread offense, and then there's Lane Kiffin's spread offense. It's um. You know, there's always going to be a chance for. Solid numbers in that sort of offense in terms of getting guys open. I thought he threw a pretty, he, he threw a pretty deep ball, but I did see some overthrows. Now the question always is, is that the quarterback or is that the receiver? It's just something to something to comment on. I thought he was quite handy through his progressions and through his reads. Running the ball is fine, but I did worry myself the amount of times he he took on contact. Mm-hmm. He he's got a he's got to wrap up and get down early. And, yeah, you know, insane. Kets, you mentioned the two ankle injuries. Mm. If this is a guy that the Steelers take, we, we can't afford to be having a quarterback with ankle injuries. You know, he's going to be playing in horrible conditions in November, December, and hopefully January against decent pass rushers. We can't afford to have a quarterback with that level of, of injury history. So he, he's got to wrap up sooner and, and and sort of live the fight another day. I've, it's funny you mentioned RPO. I think I've, I've got... On the same page here. I've got of the comments I've made about Sam Howell, and I see the word RPO multiple times, um, sort of across the board. And I think we're going to mention it quite a bit. Um, but I saw decent poise in the pocket, and I saw good accuracy, uh, particularly in the short into and uh, in medium passes. Kets, you mentioned his twenty twenty fourteen interceptions. I remember the Arkansas game. I didn't watch the Arkansas game, but I remember it from last year because he had a phenomenal start to the year. So his first three games against Florida, Kentucky and Bama, he had nine touchdowns, one interception and threw four very very quick mats the guts of a thousand yards. Mm. And then against Arkansas, he threw six interceptions. Jesus. And threw, later in the season, threw five against LSU. So out of 14 interceptions, 11 were in two games. But, 2021, he didn't have a game with more than one. In yeah. fact, looking here, he only had five.
2: And de- decent completion percentage as well. Something that I like to just check out mm. with these guys. He was 15th uh, with 67.9% in twenty Sixth in 2020, which is the year you're saying is a good year. That was 70.9%. And then 85th in 2019 with 59. So progression mm. there. And he's kind of he's settled above that kind of 66 mark, which is,
5: yeah. Which is good. Yeah. But- I mean, I'm looking looking at some of the the completion percentages. Let's pick a game in 2020. Vanderbilt 91%, uh, South Carolina 87.5, Kentucky 82.8. I mean, that's those are ridiculous numbers. And 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 even this year, he's got highs of 76, 75, 74, 79, and another 74 and another 72. We're discounting the Baylor game. He only had you know when they were injured, two completions for six attempts. Um, but now, Ollie and I, am fairly high on Macara. I'm probably gonna have an end of round one grade on him. In all honesty, I'm quite interested as well. QBs were the first players I watched when I started the whole process for this year, so I haven't seen these guys in three months. So I'm 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 fascinated to almost look back on my own notes to see what I said because so much has developed since sort of January time. Um, but now I'm I'm. I'm uh, I'm fairly high on Macarel. I I'd, I'd definitely put him in the in category.
1: Okay. Nice. So you in or out? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I kind of agree with you. I'm on, I fall on your side of things, Gav, a little bit. That's why I have him as the sixth quarterback. I actually quite like his base skill set, um, which I think you kind of did as well, Gav, Right? But yeah, yeah. I, I just need to see things that he can run an NFL offense. I, I, when things got complex, his play reverted to high school play a little bit. I felt like a lot of the things you said kind of. Bail out the pocket was his first instinct. Looking to run too quickly, um, I think we, you're talking about his arm strength. I think we may be getting a little bit lost in the weeds between arm strength and zip. He's definitely got good arm strength. I mean, he, almost too good. Like you said, I think he's sailing balls was one of my main concerns. But he's also got a lot of zip when he's throwing the ball on the move. Maybe a little bit too much. Kind of maybe wants to throw it a little bit more. Uh, what's the word? Uh, touch. Um, a little bit more anticipation, a little bit. But I, I thought he was at his best when he was just on a roll, probably on those games. I didn't watch that that those games where he had the ninety and eighty odd uh, percent completion rate, Mike. But when he when you could get him in the in the quick pass offense and and get that first read to him over and over again, I thought that was when he was at his best. But I am concerned, as you are, Mike, with the being six foot one looks kind of uh, thin and and maybe doesn't have his man body if we want to use a. a common phrase around here and is also one of the guys that likes to run in and twist around and and slam into defensive backs Um, that does concern me as well so I I don't hate him at all and I I think I'm probably going to be similar on a few of these guys but yeah of these dudes a little bit lower down I I actually thought he was three and two out
2: yeah three and two out I actually thought he was the least exciting prospect out of all of these sort of top six but it seems like you guys were excited by his tape
4: can I none of these guys, honestly, <laughs> none of these guys I'm excited about, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to pick the guy who has the least amount of problems and okay. still has a good arm, has decent accuracy, decent decision making. That's really what I'm looking we, we have no Joe Burrow in this class. We have no Justin Herbert. We have no Matt Stafford. It just doesn't exist in this class. And it's just it's hard to, for me to really to pick an order. It, is, it was really difficult. So you yeah. put him under the the safe guy tag? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Not willing um, to go there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know it's... if he's the safe guy. I, I think he's has a nice combination of, of 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 uh throwing skills and running skills that you know that the NFL is coveting these days. I mean, I would have Carson Strong way, way higher if, if he could if he was you know, didn't have yeah. a knee injury. You know, I think he's the best pure passer in the group, Carson Strong, to be honest with you. Got the best arm, yeah. Best best pure passer. I I don't think he is. He's one of the strongest arms. I think Millie Gwill is is heads and shoulders above everybody in arm strength. But Carson Strong is a nice nice passer. Does Corral make the uh, golden rules list, Kets?
3: Uh, Golden rules. Corral does not. (laughs) Not a senior, not a three-year starter. Hasn't got 23 wins. He's only got 17, and didn't start 30 games. He only started 28. So okay. I'm throwing the golden rules out the window, despite the fact that I introduced <laughs> them. So here we go. Right, that, I'll I'll, I like it. It's good. It's good. I like, I like these
2: old school things. You know, it's cool. Because that is old school, right? That's like 90s stuff, isn't it?
3: Yeah, 90s. that's probably why it's 60 percent rather than sort of 66, yeah, yeah. as you yeah. say.
2: Yeah, it's cooler. For me, I, this kind of when you get into a, like a murky soup of quarterbacks. Then I kind of try to fall back on like uh, accuracy and mechanics, mm. and uh, I, I, I'm not sure about his mechanics, and I did, I found his accuracy frustrating, so that's why I'm out. But you guys, you know, maybe we watch different games or we've seen different things, but so that's why we've evaluated that differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so so then okay, so in our top twos, then we've got Pickett as our next guy. Who wants to who wants to shout for Pickett? Uh, go
1: on, I, I've got Pickett one. Has anyone else got Pickett one? No. If if you'd have told me that I was gonna have Pickett one before we did this, I'd have been shocked. Um I was quite down you remember the senior ball episode?
0: Yeah. I, I yeah. was kinda of down Where on Pickett.
1: Down? Um but obviously hadn't done, you know, the, the, the depth of, of analysis that we do for this, so you know, that was uh neither here nor there. But you know, with your usual biases going in, I kinda of felt that Pickett wasn't gonna be my guy. And maybe more because everybody else wasn't my guy, he's landed at the top, but um So Kenny Pickett, let's get into it. Obviously everyone knows the story, explodes in his final year, 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions compared to uh, 13 and nine respectively in both of his previous years. Meteoric rise to to top QB contention from being kind of a late round pick.
2: This is where the PFF grade comes in. One year wonder. So 2019, Mm. 75 grade. 2020, 69.8 grade. 2021, 92.3. Just like a massive jump in production.
1: That's the Joe Burrow jump. Um, and he added another five touchdowns rushing. Um, I don't think he's necessarily a dual threat, but but he's got the athleticism to make a team pay, kind of like Joe Burrow does as well. Um, he's got a ton of experience under his belt—forty-nine college starts. He's a, what is he like a redshirt senior who came back after the COVID season with the extra year? So he's gonna be twenty-four by the time the draft rolls around. So kind of older, um, but a lot of experience, which is maybe a plus for the for the QB position. Now to his play, um, and, and I apologize, I haven't delved into his like high school, you know, relationship. Maybe, maybe that's like
2: Kets's corner. Yeah. What's name? <laughs> have you got
1: all, have you got all these things Ketz, for every player, or is so, it just Matt Corral?
3: Yeah, I've tried to for everyone. Yeah.
2: Okay. well I think we have to dig into Ketz's PI detective yeah. corner. With is every there
3: anything on Pickett? You got any no, we'll, we'll come back. to okay. we we'll
1: okay. I will say to kind of jump to the end before I go back into his play. Came away with a better feeling for his vibe than I did at the Senior Bowl. Better impression than I did at the Senior Bowl. You know, I'm a vibe scouter, Gav. He's uh, got a vibe. He's, he, got, he's, he got, does. he's got a QB starting vibe about him. Yeah, he? he seems like kind of a chilled out, laid back coastal dude, which is maybe why I got that bad impression of him originally. But um, I actually kind of didn't mind it so much this time around when I, when I digged in a bit deeper. Um, but anyway, back to his play. Um, I think he shows fantastic. And, and I based this all on 2021, by the way, because like you say, one year, wonder. I didn't even bother going back to 2020 and 2020, 2019. I made sure it was all twenty one tape. Um I think he shows fantastic manoeuvrability and pocket awareness. I think he knows when to slide out the pocket and extend plays. Um has I, I kind of struggle to, to use this with these QBs, but of these QBs I think he has relatively pinpoint accuracy and, and arms and decent arm strength while on the move. Um his ability to throw on the move I think is probably his strongest asset. Uh, he hits sideline throws consistently while while you know off off balance. Um, does a very good job of resetting his feet to drive throws downfield after moving around in the pocket. Um, if he has to escape a pass rush, he does a very nice job of quickly resetting, um, delivering the ball downfield. Um no fear at all in the face of free runners, makes accurate throws and is aware of the pass rush. Um decent size and physical ability, no issues there at all in terms of the QB position. Does some really nice masking of plays and flare stuff. Um this is maybe a little bit less important, but just as something that jumps off the tape from kind of moving defenders with his eyes, rolling one way and then faking a throw back the other way. Or, uh, you could even, even that famous fake slide, right. In, 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 his last game. Um, he's got a bit of swagger to his game, um, which, you know, is something that we've seen with some of these top QBs that have come out in recent years for better or worse. um, He's got some really high degree of difficulty throws, which is something I like to see and something you didn't see from some of these other QBs in this class. I think when you see that he can make some of those really tight window throws, even if he doesn't do it necessarily consistently, the fact that he can do it is a big plus for me. Um, I actually think he feels like the perfect QB for Canada. Shoot me if that's wrong, but he's accurate when he's mobile. He's most comfortable when he's rolling out the pocket and on bootlegs. He's improvisational. He beats defenders to the outside. Kind of feel like he would fit nicely. Um so I came away with a better impression than I thought. Now, obviously, I still do have a lot of knocks. None of these guys are perfect. Um, one of the biggest rises in one year to a senior. I mean, the sudden explosion in his play, where has that come from? That's maybe even more meteoric than, than Joe Burrow was. The tiny hands thing. Do, do we care about that? I don't know. Plays with tiny two hands. gloves, eight and a half inches, way below the traditional nine-inch medium. Maybe we should get that on Bill Parcell's list of golden QB rules. Um, the second highest time to throw in the country... That's a little bit of a concern. No, it has a lot of scalability. some extends a lot of plays, so maybe that's part of it, but holds the ball. Um, while he does look good on the move, I think he has a tendency to do this rather than scan the field from the pocket, which maybe he wants to do a little bit more often. Uh, needs to lead the passer better at times. I think there's a number of throws where he was throwing slightly behind or above the receiver, relying too much on their ability to adjust and win contested catches. Um, I just wrote, learn to throw it away. He was taking some unnecessary sacks um, and had a few fumbling issues. Maybe comes back to the hand size. And also, I just think he needs to learn what to take what he's given on the ground. When he's running around, he's kind of diving around for extra yards and and that's going to get him hurt. Or or there was a couple of times when he fumbled as well as as a result of that. So, you know what? I expected to be out on him, but I actually quite like his play. I could, I maybe don't see him being the Joe Burrow, but I could see him being similar to like a Derek Carr, not quite that top tier, but a good option in that second tier of QBs. Some concerns when it comes to processing and tendencies. um, But ultimately, I think, that's why he's not a number one overall pick. But as a guy who is maybe going to be overdrafted, but you are going to happen. it's going to happen with a QB. Uh, I like him the most out of this class. Surprisingly, so you are you are definitely in. Yeah.
2: Uh, where 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 did you say you ranked him? Just uh, for Kets, uh, I, at the
1: top. At the top.
2: Number one. Yeah. But not your red star.
1: No. Uh, well, I'll come back to that at the end.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> you tease.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's my he's my number three guy. Okay. I like him. And like you, I, I, he sort of grew on me. I was kind of out on him at like at the Senior Bowl and he's kind of grown on me. I, I can see. I, I think that some people are viewing him as like Justin Herbert 2.0. I don't think he's that. No. Um, he does hold on to the ball for ages. Um, and the other real thing, I, I don't. I, you're right about his throws on the move. They are accurate. But I, I don't rate his accuracy all the time. And he is quite quick to bat on the pocket. And but then his his main negative for me is also his positive, which is weird, which is his ball comes out with so much mustard all over it, mm. it's like uncatchable at, at every level. So he's he's got incredible zip. If Zappi had his zip, he'd be in the in this conversation for good quarterbacks. But the problem is, it only comes out with zip. He he can't t- he can't turn it down. Like everything is coming out hot, even like the checkdown to the running back, and that and that worries me. He's he's more of a of a thrower rather than a passer. So that, that's my issue with him, but I, I like it. He's, I love the improvisation. I like the, you know, the, he's pretty clutch, you know, he, is he a gunslinger? Is he like the most gunslingery guy in this group? Is it, is it um strong? I don't know. I think he's up there. He's, he's definitely more on the gun, the gunslinger sort of vibe, but I, I like it. You know, it's got good improvisation when the play breaks down, like flick shovels, he can tuck it and run, he, you know, keeps his feet alive in the pocket. You know, does drifts a little bit, and you know sometimes drifts into danger in the pocket. But I think he's got. You said he doesn't like handle pressure. I think he's got poise. In no, front I said of he did. Rush. I said he did. Oh right, yeah, yeah. He's got poise. Sorry, I misheard you then. Um, but I think his his pocket presence needs some work. I think he has got poise, but he he doesn't have. I just think he needs to like learn that the pocket is there to protect him, and that he doesn't need to tuck it and run. You know. Mm.
1: And I think that's true for a lot of these guys, because a lot of them are not necessarily dual threats, apart from Malik Willis, but guys that can make you pay with your legs, right? And a lot of these guys are tucking and running before they read the field.
3: Mm. What are you going to say, Kev? Just in terms of your gunslinger point of view, um, he was a baseball pitcher, but Mm. stopped playing as coaches thought. It could impact his football ability. Also played basketball as well, so he's quite an all-round sportsman, really. But uh, maybe he's baseball pitching the football too violently towards his uh, poor running back that's four yards away from him.
2: A history of good uh, baseball pitchers having some success. So, not a bad, not a bad thing.
3: Exactly, yes. But no, I'd, I'd be in on him as well, pretty much for everything Sai said. What about your negatives, Kits? You got,
2: got anything on the negatives, uh,
3: It's Mostly positives, to be fair. I think the, the adjusting the legs as he's looking at passing options, he literally, like, Jumps around in a kind of, a sort of a diagonal kind of way, and is always kind of lining up his hips and his shoulders to where he's throwing to. So that that's always really good. Um, again, does the kind of tight rope run down the perimeter, gaining gaining extra yards. Um, fumbled a couple of times. Um, I think the question mark of his hand size will come into account with an NFL football in his hands. Um, there was some sort of. Analyst that was saying the ball kind of really wobbles in the air with an NFL football in his hands, and you just wonder if, if he's such a zip kind of quarterback. You know, is the bigger ball gonna? Is he gonna have to adjust to that, or is he gonna find a way to get it coming out as consistently? um But time will tell with that. It's not submit, something you can look that, at that in the
1: draft do, process. That does scare me. I agree because it's not something we can really, you know, speak to. Is it? You don't see that watching tape because the ball's different. so it's mm. it's so tough, but I must admit it does worry me a little bit with the fumbling issues he already had, and yeah, I don't know.
2: I said it about borrow as well, didn't I? God, what, he what, has, what he saying, has Mike? an
1: extra half inch. Sorry, Mike. Arr. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely got
5: that. Uh,
2: what were you going to say, Mike? Before
5: uh, that, that wasn't me, that's
2: Oh, all right. Someone's <laughs> doing impressions of you. Well, what do you what we do look. you think about Pickett, then, Mike?
5: Um, yeah, picker for me, Red Star. Whoa.
1: Whoa, Red Star. You're sitting there quietly, oh, away with I your I Red Star. Post- said, Does anyone else have a number one? Tumbleweed, and then all yeah, right. I mean, I did say it was him <laughs>
0: and
5: him and Corral, but there you go. Um, yeah, he was. He was actually the, the first player I watched, and, and the, the comments you make about fumbling, I think, are fair, particularly if. If that, if that's going to be you know that's one of the things that sticks with players coming coming in coming out of college if they have an issue with that it's not going to get easier. Same with people who have a high high amount of interceptions it you know it gets it gets harder, and if you're already have you know if you've got a TD to INT ratio one to one, it's going to get worse. Um, but in terms of Pickett, I, I get the Joe Burrow comparison in terms of sort of the one year wonder but I think it's almost like a poor man's Joe Burrow comparison because I think Joe Burrow's LSU season was out of this world, dwarfed what um, Kenny Pickett did. And don't get me wrong, Kenny Pickett had a phenomenal 2021, but I think someone like Joe Burrow is going to get SEC bias as well. And winning the, you know, winning the whole thing undefeated is is, going to work in his favor. But I I, I get the comparison. Um, Maybe the Justin Herbert comparison because of the hair, I don't know. Um, Movement in the pocket, I was really impressed with Pickett, but he, he it's a strange one because he's, he's content with there being a lot of activity around him, you know, pocket collapsing. He's got that little, you know, half a step here, half a step there, I really like. And then on the flip side, it could be a clean pocket and he'll run. It was it, That bit was frustrating, but I think that can be coached. Uh, he's a handy runner. So you mentioned the the fake slide. Mm. I, I mean, I, my ACL ripped seeing him do that. I don't know <laughs> how.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
5: <laughs> I've no idea how he did it on the on the fly. Credit credit to him. But he he's a handy runner. He's not, you know, he's not a massive athlete, but he's 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 content enough. He he doesn't have a cannon of an arm, but again, it, it it's good enough it's it, you know it's a box taking exercise yeah. you're sort of content when you're walking away with that it's not every, every ball's
2: thrown at like 70% power isn't it like every single ball
5: but i'm i'm talking about bombing it you know 60 70 yards that's what i mean else.
2: even even that's at 70% everything seems to be at 70% the short <laughs> stuff that's why i got frustrated it's got one 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 yeah. one velocity and that's it
5: no it touches needed but i i i just don't think you know i think There are other players who've come out in the past, and you sell it on. God, this guy's arm is a rocket. He can he can throw it 200 yards. Pick it, isn't that? I
0: thought
5: his accuracy was 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 very good on on deeper balls. I I like his progression reads, and it ties in, I suppose, with his sort of movement in the pocket. Little touch here, little touch there. He can kind of keep his eyes scanning the field. I was impressed with that. Uh, Not afraid of throwing on the run big fan of that there there were a few throws which I did kind of go oh, that's a little bit too risky in terms of coverage ball placement and stuff like that but he's the sort of player you, you would take that on board and, and run with them. so QB1 for me it's not as high as some of the players we've had in the past couple of years but in the class that we've got if you wanted someone to start day one yeah I think pick it your man
1: Now, Mike, can I ask you a question? Because you might have a better view of this. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Far away.
0: Achievement.
1: Um, When a guy improves this much, and specifically just looking at his stats, right, he goes from thirteen touchdowns and nine interceptions in twenty twenty to forty (laughs) two touchdowns. And seven interceptions interceptions this year. I struggle to see that that one player can improve that much. It, it, is there something going on with the team around him? Did he get way improved weapons like that? I don't know about. Is there more to this story than I know, or is he really just rocket? I, I'm just having a quick look at see sort of my
5: list of uh of players I've already scaled to see who else came out here. And It's a cornerback, so that's my use. Um, <laughs> do no
1: use. You know look, I mean, it, no, it just it's... seems strange that a guy can have that level of like. How do the you jump? Even... Meteoric jump. The yeah. PFF mm. says it's the biggest one-season jump they've ever seen. I mean, how do you score I... quadruple the amount of touchdowns? How does that happen?
5: <laughs> I mean, and I, and I think if if you're an interviewer, that's the first question you ask.
0: Mm.
5: You say, ex- "Explain it," because you're you're going to know better than I. It's you know because there's a plethora of reasons. It could be. Charity. It could be the players around them. It could be the opposition he played. Um, but I mean, he played. Okay, Clemson were a mixed bag. North Carolina, Syracuse have been decent over the last few years. Wake Forester can can be handy. Tennessee, or there. I mean, he wasn't the, the the toughest schedule by any stretch. But you know, he's he's in what is it the ACC you know you've got to mm-hmm. play who you're against sort of thing
0: mm-hmm.
5: um but that's definitely the first guy will, you'll, you'll never know I suppose to put your you know your finger on why exactly was it that you you had meara jump but I, I think I think teams will look at well it happened to Joe Burrow and look what he's done and pick it'll be the same thing I just don't think it was that much of a jump yeah um well, it happened to thisbisky too the one you
2: yeah. Well, I suppose he only
5: really, did he only really play one year yeah he only really
2: played one year mm. yeah it's different I I mean,
5: a good year don't get me wrong but we've seen it a bit haven't we Baker Coiler we've seen guys come in with one decent year and, and, and teams taking them high I, th- I think Pickett fall into that
3: category as well
2: anything in the uh, Kets background check that we should be aware of or
3: uh, Dad was an All-American linebacker at Shippensburg University and pretty much Sporting family, his mum played soccer, sister plays uh, soccer as well. His grandfather was a basketball player. Uh, And then just the high ankle sprain on his left ankle and a grade two sprain on the inside and outside of his lower ankle against Boston College. He got injured against Boston College, re-entered the game after the injury and played through the pain. Leadership box ticked.
2: A little bit of a quarter
3: zone shot there if it works okay. happy days good so nice can spot. i just check the ins and outs on picket oh, please yeah i need yours gav and rich please well rich red starred him so i imagine he's in
2: oh no sorry i'm reading the wrong thing there
3: okay, okay rich red starred matt like corral
2: my mistake this is why you're in charge of this stuff <laughs> not me yeah rich have you what, what have you even spoken about picket yet
4: yeah no you guys pretty much covered everything i i have him uh i have him number two i um i like him a lot i think he's the i think he's the um probably the the uh most pro ready quarterback of the group i think he's one of those guys he could probably come in to start day one for yeah and most of these guys can't i don't think or they shouldn't at yeah. least
2: right I, i've got that written here as well he looks like a qb most ready to start from a passing perspective whereas Rida you could probably start from a rushing perspective but yeah I I, I agree with you there anything else? I'm in I put a good frame rhythm vertical passer with good deep ball and playmaking scrambling ability so yeah I'm in so that's that's a consensus in so he is dark. so why why are we why why is only Mike Red starting then that's interesting okay who wants to go next?
1: Mm. Mm. Who do we have next?
3: Well, can either have Sam Howell or Malik Willis next in terms of our top two picks, okay. and then we're on to the rest then.
1: So it's either who picked... Or you, didn't you pick Sam Howell number one, Gav?
2: Well, I've got Malik Willis and Sam as joint ah, number one, but well, like like we know how to you, pick. You Why choose don't we do then, a number one? Away? Okay, so... Willis, I can see the upside, but I'm going to go with Sam Howe because yes. I, I like Sam Howe. I think he's getting severely overlooked in this in this draft process. Now, one of the problems is the first thing you're going to read out of him, six foot and a half. So that's an issue. 218 pounds. Good size. He's quite thick, dude. He's quite tough. Like, he's a, a tough guy. He does not like a, a slight dude. Like, Matt Corral looks a bit slight. Ridder looks a bit slight. Sam Howe's short for a QB. He's my height, basically, but he's thick he's tough um now he's coming off a down year because a lot of his weapons left and part of that was he had to change his game to be he's turning their pap- papyrus while i'm, I'm talking it's,
3: <laughs> it's quite off-putting some respect on the podcast please. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> digging down to start find their notes that are so deep um he changed his game to be a bit more of a rushing threat um now this this I put that as a positive because he lost all his weapons and he had to he had to do, be a russia to uh, to have success which which they did but I think I, you look through various okay my process is I watch tape then I watch highlights then I read scouting reports right just to see what where I'm wrong and where my things differ. A lot of the scouting reports said that he bailed too much or he was his hang on what did I say yeah he isn't pro-ready because of his RPO scheme I think you go back go back a year very different tape and you see a very different quarterback. So we're looking at a quarterback here that's moldable, that's changeable, that's willing to work hard to, to make the offensive scheme work. Apparently he interviewed very well at the combine. One of the best interviews in terms of leadership and, and understanding what, you know, coaches were wanting to see. This guy is just, okay, here's my, my one line, my one line summation, fantastic passer with great field vision who reads who reads the full field. So I think this guy's got the best field vision out of all of these quarterbacks. I think you see him go from left to right, one, two, three, four, check down, none of these other quarterbacks. And it's quite rare to see a prospect do that. And this guy's been doing it for several years. I think he's, I think he's, like, from the mental side of the game, the processing side, I think he's there already. I think he's ready to go. He throws with touch, especially out to, like, the flats, to RBs, check downs. But he's got good overall accuracy, and even under pressure. I don't know if you watched the, the Notre Dame game. He had two rushes in his face. He took a hit and delivered a 20-yard sideline shot where only the wide receiver could get it. The guy was covered basically. It's just an amazing throw where he's getting hit from both sides and still put it on a dime to the guy. He leads his receivers away from trouble. You know, he gets them out. He doesn't doesn't ever ask them to make difficult throws, and he throws with anticipation. He's got nice weight in intermediate throws, and he's got a really big arm for the deep shot. He's got some footwork issues. Not going to lie, and he, and he throws the ball over his head, which slows down his release. So you'd like to, but you know, is that is that because he's slightly shorter? Or he has to get the ball up over the line, so that's that's the thing. But that does slow down his release, and that's you know that was one of the questions with Baker, who he's been comp to a lot, and I can see why. Sort of looks a bit like him, same height. Um, and for me, the the, the real the real downside is he isn't pro ready in terms of the scheme he played in. His RPO quarterback has been mentioned so he needs he needs to grow but I think I think the fact that he's got the vision and you see him go through the progressions he's capable of running other schemes he just hasn't done it and the other thing is he, need, he needs to speed up his whole operation he, it takes too much time out there it's not like he's holding on to the ball but everything's a bit slow could just be a bit more a bit more swift he doesn't need to drop so deep and he just needs to throw sooner and he needs to get the ball out quicker that's it basically but I, I think that for me is why Sam Howe is my red star it's because that vision man you, d- you just don't see that left to right like progression reading and, th- and he's got it and he's been doing it for a while so for me he looks like everything that mason can't do somehow does already so give me that
1: now can i pick up on that with you gav because mm-hmm. i'm interested now i wonder maybe if i watched a couple back games with him now because i was one thing i actually wrote down about this was he does he isn't seeming to process the whole field however He's looking up to try and throw or break out the pocket. Is it because his offensive line is horrible? Is his offensive line horrible? Because I feel like the games I yes. was watching, he was just getting imploded on, and I didn't know if I was being fair to him with that processing element. Basically, because...
2: he lost lost his whole offense. He lost yeah. all the weapons and his line. It's mm. just sucks. Interesting. Sucks was it, was
3: it, quick question: Was this in two thousand twenty or two thousand and twenty one? Which when he lost all his weapons and all they, his they own were,
2: line. he lost it after yeah anything last year. Yeah, last year. The 2020 yeah, so- season was good, 2021 was bad.
3: Yeah, okay. starting Disagree. running backs, starting wide receivers. Disagree in terms of the O-line issue. Potentially one of the most sacked college quarterbacks of all time. It was sacked 47 times in 2021. It was sacked 33 times in 2020. So yes, it got a little bit worse, but it just gets himself into trouble. I looked at hmm. game statistics to see how many times he'd been sacked. 2021 virginia tech six georgia tech two virginia one georgia tech eight sounds like a <laughs> yeah, the, the football, football. Yeah. <laughs> duke five florida state one miami four notre dame three <laughs> wake forest three pittsburgh five nc state five south carolina four i had to go back to 2019 for a game that he didn't get sacked which was temple and there was one other game, which was, I think it was North Carolina, who are basically a team of high school kids are like, oh, we get to play against good players today. And you had running backs basically walking touchdowns in. They might as well have walked backwards. They still would have scored a touchdown. The level of competition was just so ridiculously low in that game. He gets sacked all the time, and he just steps up into the pocket stupidly. I just, I'm I'm out on the guy massively. Ooh, I, I okay. Just, if he does that in the AFC North, he's going to get killed.
1: It, yeah, I actually wrote the, the the exact same thing. If he runs like this in the NFL, he'll be dead meat. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's funny, I actually do like that he sw- he transitioned to being a bit more of a dual threat, and I did think his running was actually pretty impressive, uh, to be fair, Gab, I thought um, the way that he rushed with like the stout frame, he's compact, he's got nice power, surprisingly great contact balance. You see the amount of times he took hits and just kind of yeah not stop them. I thought that was one of the most. Imp- I almost wanted him to play running back, but it, it, it's interesting because I agree with Ket that I just I struggled to see that with him stepping up and just allowing pressure into his face and yeah. I don't know. Honestly, it's funny you said Baker Mayfield, Gav, because me May- I, I thought I was getting suckered into that with the frame and the look, but I was just struggling to get Baker Mayfield out of my head. I thought I thought Howell was a little bit better with his feet, but didn't see the field quite as well as Baker, and that was what kind of where the the, you didn't think he saw the... F- I think he seems to feel better than that. Yeah, me. that's what I mean. That's where we seem to have yeah. landed on different elements. Maybe you watched a bit more of him before I did because you were talking about him earlier, right, as well. Well, I watched him last year yeah. as well. I mean, I just...
2: I like I like the anticipation. I like the accuracy. I just, you know... Those those things I really rate highly. And that and that can be the, the death of any evaluator is over, over-egging over one aspect yes. of the player rather yeah. than others. And I that's think- my probably my cross to... You know,
1: I think he, he plays with that same chip on his shoulder a little bit that like Baker Mayfield played with that played into it as well um, does have the nice arm strength the very nice arm um, almost too nice at times again where he's sailing balls at times
2: but the deep balls he's got
1: some deep balls, yeah, nice, nice deep, deep, deep balls. balls yeah I agree I mean he
2: basically got Diami Brown drafted into the NFL right I mean who was laughing balls at? Balls who are... was it
1: admit it <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, I I don't know. I must admit, I, I'm with Kets on this one. Surprisingly, maybe. Um, so you out? Yeah, I'm out. Okay.
4: Rich, I'm in on him. <clears throat> I like him. I, he's my number three. Okay. Um I I agree with you. I think he has. He's he. I, I, the tape that I saw. I watched four different games, and he 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 consistently made some nice, full field reads, and mm-hmm. you don't see a ton of ton of quarterbacks doing that um, he's he, inconsistent at time um, Bell's on the in the pocket sometimes uh, when he doesn't need to I, I like his anticipation uh, like you said Gav um, and uh, I, I, he's a strong runner if he has to run you know if he's in a system where they're gonna ask him to run sometimes he's you know he's six foot not not very tall but he's 221 so he has a little bit of size for for his height Yeah. Um, Pretty decent accuracy, I think. So yeah, I like him.
3: I think he's a good runner when he gets into the open field, but his sort of regularity of getting into the open field scares me without him being on the floor already.
0: Hmm.
3: What do you right. think, Mike? I'm I'm struggling
5: to to, to go in or out. Um I, I I agree with the comments made about progression reads and his his work in the pocket is is a bit of an issue in terms of pressure. I do massive tick of the box that he's he's had such a dynamic change. I mean he he was there was talk of him winning the Heisman at the start of the season because of how good a previous year he had, obviously losing all the pieces that I'm I'm sure that sort of that was gone by week one. Um yeah one TD, three picks, 208 yards against Virginia Tech. Fair play to him for sort of changing the game up a little bit and, and using his feet more. Uh, one one massive criticism. He pats the ball way too damn much. And I've got that in capital letters in, in, in me wee sort of paragraph here on him. That you haven't got time for that, and you're not gonna have time for that in the pros. Get the ball out or run. If he he's he's a guy that really needs to be in the right system, I know there's all the talk about uh, Malik Willis and the system that he needs to be in. I I think Sam Hell is sort of cut from the same cloth in a way where he could really excel, but it's got to be in the right system. And I do think it's one where he uses his feet a little bit in comparison to sort of you know what he did in twenty twenty. I'm really on the fence whether I'm whether I'm in or out. I'll given given the fact um. I know, I've I've been in on a few, and I'm probably going to continue to be in on a few. I'll I'll say out just for variety's sake, but I'm really sitting on the fence with Sam Hill. He was he he was a tough um, a
3: tough study this year, I have to say. Interesting. Just on some of the background, um, not a senior, and hasn't <laughs> got enough wins in terms of the Golden Quarterback Rules, and in terms of the day-to-day stuff, um, significant number of parking tickets. His black jeep Cherokee is outside uh, UNC's practice facility all the time, and he's got a couple of thousand dollars of like parking fine. <laughs> to be fair to him, though, and, and you've got to give him credit for this, he's the first into the facility, last out, goes to bed early, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. Madden is my valentine was a, a phrase he used. <laughs> um, hasn't dated anyone in college. Um, didn't learn... Yeah, he didn't learn Korean. So he's got Korean heritage, right? But he didn't learn Korean as he didn't want the stress of an academic stress of a difficult course. Um, Grew up in the area, wanted to play for UNC. Um, Grandparents had a military background, passed that down to him. Puts in 15 hours of video work every week. So in terms of like off the field stuff, six every box. Really good. Um,
1: 15 hours of video work, that's rookie numbers, mate. I did that this week. <laughs> I know we've done that. Well, like, you know, I can't, I can't I'm not even playing for UNC. <laughs> he
3: watches every opponent game for the last two years. You know, fair enough, fair and enough. Notes down every down and distance.
1: Where is? Um... Have you done that this week, Simon? No, I haven't. Yes? Have you? <laughs> um, I hope he gets some cut up into just defense, though. So. <laughs> yeah, me Saving too. Save a bit of time. Where's okay. he got this Jeep Cherokee from? That's what I want to know.
3: How, how old is he? I imagine a Jeep Cherokee dealership. I don't know. I've not got his mm. registration and license details. I, I want to know.
1: I want I to the <laughs> financing details behind this. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Has he? Has he, he has missed he, any payments on his on his lease deal? I've um, not paid any of his car parking tickets. So there's no. your there's your red flag.
2: Uh, did we? Did, sorry. So he didn't make the golden rules. Did pick it
3: make the golden rules? Sorry, he did make the golden rules. Yes. Ooh. Ooh,
2: yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, one thing I looked at, his uh, completion percentage wasn't great, actually, this year. He's 58th with 62.5, but in 2020, it was 19th with 68.1, which is pretty high. And then 60th in 2019, 61.4. So a bit all over the place with his uh, completion percentage. There's one guy who's consistently high, but we'll get on to him later. Uh, Everyone feel like they've spoken about Sam Howell, or does anyone else got anything they want to say?
1: Uh, did we want the position for posterity where he is in, in the ranking? Is cat's jotting that down, I don't know. Yeah, well, can, for me, I, I think he's number with. one. I think he's number one. You got him at one. I got him at mm-hmm. four. Yeah, I got him at four. Uh,
3: five for me.
1: Yep, four for me
3: as well. Rich was five, which was three, I think. Yep. Gav was one. Si, what were you, sorry? Four. Four, cool.
1: Okay. So, next up, who's not gone? Who wants to go?
2: Well, there's only you that hasn't given out a red star yet, so why don't you go? I, I,
1: I, I, I need to pick it.
2: I need to pick it. Who read... Oh, so, so you and Mike. red star pick it. No, I, I need... again,
1: I said, can we wait for the red star? <laughs> All right, sorry. Red <laughs> star! I didn't give you a drop. <laughs> I said I was thinking on the red star. I said, can we save it for the end? And now you, oh, you're pushing you. this I... red star on me like it's... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Emile I'm and sorry. in-laws. Jeez. So none of us, none
2: of us have red starred Malik Willis, which is going against. Do we, are, we, none, are, are we all being cute here, or are we all trying to avoid like being talky or what?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I don't think here.
4: so. I'll do Malik Willis okay. if you want. Yeah.
2: Okay,
3: go ahead. Yeah. I can't wait for this already.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, obviously an, an amazing physical talent. If quarterbacks. If a great NFL quarterback had a, it was all about a strong arm and and being athletic. He would he'd be the first overall pick in the draft. But it, that's you know obviously that's not what it's all about. Uh, but he is a great athlete, just canon for an arm. Um, uh, que- <laughs> He uh, he has questionable decision making. Uh, to put it lightly, there's there were some plays that I watched. How many games did I watched? I watched four, four of his games that I just I was shocked. He he when he gets when he gets uh when he has trouble in the pocket, he needs to learn to throw the ball away. He just never does that. He tries to make something happen because he is so athletic, and a lot of those times he ends up taking big losses because of it. Um he doesn't have good anticipation at all, but he gets away with it because he has such a strong arm. When he plays against quicker and faster DBs in the NFL, he will not get away with that. Mechanics are very inconsistent in, in the pocket. Um, footwork is not great in the pocket. It's he's kind of all over the place. But because he's so athletic, he makes it work. Um, I just think that he he, play, he did play behind a horrible offensive line. So we, we have to definitely we have to mention that because he 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 was. He was on the run a lot. Um, I just think that it's one of those things where you know people are so enamored by this guy's arm strength and by his athletic ability that they're they're not really um, they're not looking at the at the big picture all the time. And, and I hope that Tomlin isn't enamored with this guy as much as I think he might be, because if he if he if we end up sitting at twenty, and he drops to twenty, then fine, take a take a chance on him, fine. But there's no way, no way we need to trade up and get this guy. I think that would be a huge mistake. Um, so I'm out on him. Wow.
3: I'm out as well. Whoa. He tries to do everything himself. He's clearly got something special, but he's selfish. He, he, he seems to want to make his own highlight tape better Ket's, than just did you not see the video of him helping
1: pass. did you not see that video of him helping the homeless guy on the corner i think
3: uh... yeah yeah that, that was my that was my one point in terms of his background <laughs> check but um on a football field he, he may as well play on his own it's like hmm. if he could snap the ball to himself and then just try and run past defenders i think he would he, it, it, if he throws the ball it's always got to be the, the hero ball um he challenges receivers catch radius probably too often um nfl safeties are going to have his number they're going to be sending him christmas cards the, the, you know <laughs> he's, he's going to be the equivalent of what um oh, what's the browns guy that oh, his name's gone out of my head Tony manzo but, no the recent one um Baker the, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> no the pass rusher sorry i'm not making oh miles garrett, garrett. miles garrett <laughs> <laughs> How he does with like tombstones? There's going to be oh. an equivalent of that of just like all the safeties picking off Malik Willis. But wait, so Malik um, Willis
1: is going to have the tombstones of all the safeties that picked him off? I'm no, gonna, it'd be I'm the swivel. other way around. But... All right, all this... there's going right, to be one, that, one tombstone,
5: that one in tombstone, safeties. and every
3: safety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you get one read with this guy, if that, and and level of competition. If he did it against Alabama, Reed had been killed.
2: Okay. I, I'm getting a sense with these QBs, Kets. You're a bit of an all-or-nothing evaluator. Like You're either all positive or all negative. So what, what are his positives? Please tell
3: us. Um, the arm, when he throws it in the right direction. Um, <laughs> running when he does run is brilliant if he starts in the right direction. But I, I am very in and out. He's got, he's got the highest potential ceiling of any of the quarterbacks, but he's also got the lowest floor by some distance. I don't think he's got football IQ. I don't think ball security is not great as well. Um, before anybody wants to run up, whether it's the Detroit Lions at 2 or the Steelers at 20, before you draft this guy, go and watch the old Miss tape. If yeah. if that's QB1, then I'm going to watch a different sport. Well,
1: because it, it, uh... it all comes back, I think, to where he was three months ago, right? I remember Mike was on this show, um, I think in the playoffs at some point. Um, and, and we were talking a little bit about this and, and it was before I even knew all the names and stuff. And I mentioned Malik Willis. I, I was like, what do you think of this Malik Willis guy? And the conversation was that he, he, was like a third round pick and the traits as they often do have vaulted him up and up and up until people are foaming at the mouth that, you know, him throwing in, in underwear at his pro day. And, uh, he'll, he'll almost certainly end up being the first quarterback off the board, I think. And, Risky upside guy? Is he, that he, is, he is the risky upside guy. I totally I agree. I think it. he's absolutely going to be an exciting pick. He's got the most upside. I think if you you know, if you had to lean one direction or the other, he, I haven't seen enough in terms of his development and his fundamentals and his traits. And that worries me that he's going to be overdrafted. So it's a weird in and out one because I wouldn't sound necessarily out on the player. I think he's got potential. And you know, obviously you love the traits, but as that top 10 pick, and, and as Rich said, if you were looking at uh, moving up, no, that's a hard out for me. So I'm going to go out.
2: Okay, okay. I'm in.
1: I'm in. But I,
2: I'm I'm against trading up for any of these guys. Okay. That, that's my position. My position is you have to. I'd actually, as far as Sam Howell goes, I'd be I'd be very interested in trading back to like the end of the first round, where you still get the fifth year option on the guy, but you maybe pick up a, another third rounder or something, fourth rounder I don't know, something. Get get something else because to take a guy at twenty. It is a real commitment taking a guy at 30 i think you could do that i don't know maybe someone wants to move up but then then again qb is such a position where you have to take the guy and, it, and it, you know if all these guys on the board who do you take at 20 maybe it is maybe it is Malik Willis because the upside is there right i mean the the one liner i've got exciting upside prospect fantastic athlete with burst and agility strong arm with nice deep ball you know i mean the, the, the traits are there right and, and you could say this is this is the uh Patrick Mahomes this is the you know the Josh Allen guy this yeah, the, you know the Lamar Jackson the guy that's by no means certain but has has some traits
3: you know just this, uh, just touching on uh Lamar Jackson my um line one line for this guy was running back with a cannon arm
2: yeah but I mean he's got a thicker frame than Lamar he looks more durable, and he's got a thicker frame than Riddar as well. He's built like a running back rather than a wide receiver, so it, I think that's that's a plus in that in that column. What do you say, Sam? Si?
1: Is Willis um, closer to Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts on the the scale of?
2: I'd say there's. I'd say Ritter's more Jalen Hurts. I'd right. say he. I'd say Willis is is closer actually to Trey Lance, and it's weird how okay. what I've, I've completely changed my like. Last year, Trey Lance was for me the head and shoulders guy, whereas Willis, for some reason, doesn't match up to Trey Lance for me. I don't know what it is quite exactly because they're similar prospects from small schools, mm. similar traits. But something about Willis, I just don't, I'm not in love with him. You know, I, I like his release, I like his throws on the move, I like, you know, what he does on the rollout. He's a smooth mover, got a nice zip on intermediate stuff, got, you know, can make the outside throws. You know, I do like his pocket movement, but. He needs. To, he definitely needs to extend his pocket climb and 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 you know read through his progressions before he bails. That's a big thing, and he he needs to get more judicious about when it when it is time and when it isn't time to make a play with his feet. Right. I mean, that's just obvious think, from the tape.
1: I think he's very slow at making his reads as well, and he invites pressure as a result. And I think even mm. though he's, I think. It's funny because you people look at that as a positive and they say well look how look at his escapability and look how he rolls out in the pocket it's like it's only happening because it's taken him so long to get through his first read that he's got two guys in his face and now all of a sudden he's scrambling around and the plays broke down mm. and I just worry that this is the kind of guy and maybe Trey Lance is going to end up in this category because we don't know what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo, who is going to be on the team for three years and still isn't starting and we're kind of in a John love situation where we're saying well what, what's going on here like is this guy going to get on the field in his rookie contract
2: I think I like him more than Jordan love. Yes, yeah, I agree. I do as well, I mean, and
1: that's the funny thing about him. I actually have him as the second quarterback, right? That's the you know because of the traits and because of, because the, upside. of the upside, right? Yeah, it's there because these other guys, you know, for for all we can complain yeah. about Malik Willis, don't have that upside. So he is my number two. Yeah,
0: yes. there you yeah. go.
1: Write that down. Yeah, I'm definitely
2: in. I mean, you see, you see, you, it's easy to watch the highlight plays on him and get mm-hmm. and get really excited, but you see the low light plays. I mean, there are there are error ridden stretches where he yeah. just lacks touch, anticipation. You know, and the, the, these are the things where he's got to grow. He's got to become a quarterback rather than a running back who throws the ball, like you say. This is yeah. why he you know. doesn't
1: feel like a Steelers he picked to me, which is why I'm surprised there's so much interest in him all of a sudden. Because... Yeah, but
2: what's the comp? I mean, the comp is Cordell Stewart, right? I mean, the Steelers have done this. That You know, maybe they do zig where they've zagged before. And I mean, you can definitely... I reckon you could design an offense around this guy. Where you've got a good running back, good defense. It's possible. I mean, yeah. you know... He, accuracy is an issue, right? He's only completed 62% of his passes at Liberty and had 12 interceptions in 2021 against poor opposition. So this isn't the guy that's been battle tested. You look at, um, you know, in, in 2021 completion percentages, he he's the last out of all these guys, you know, that's and, and and in 2020, he was 41st. So he's actually, actually regressed last season with 61%. You know, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. Um, Willis uh, was 36 2021 in QBR rating which is last out of all the guys apart from Purdy which we'll get onto in a minute um, all right. so you know statistically he's not been a great quarterback in college so the the the, the 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 hope is that he's going to be a better quarterback in the pros than he was in college but you know you, you, you can see he's not at best he only sees half the field you know he, he, he has the mobility to extend the play in, prof, in the pocket so hopefully, you know, he's got room to grow in terms of field vision because he doesn't need to bail as quickly as some other guys because he he, he is so escapable. But it's just the, the lack of anticipation. I think he's definitely going to have to sit a year. You know, this is the Mahomes guy. This is the the guy that you, he's nowhere near ready starting. No. Minimum. The offense, yeah. yeah, minimum. Maybe two. I mean, the offense was, was so simplistic. I mean, you, the Liberty offense is like a high school. I mean, it's like, a, you know... Pop Warner offense, it, 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 he didn't have any, you know, didn't, they didn't give him any reads. They, there was no checkdowns. So that that kind of reinforced his his bail first mentality, right? He had nowhere to go to. It was either like deep downfield or you got to run, basically. You know, that coach was probably quite clever. He was like, he knew which side his bread was buttered. He's like, OK, I've got an athlete, a quarterback. Let's make the most of it. So he literally bails at the first sign of pressure. You know, he's that guy, you know, you went I don't know how many bar fights you've been in with your group of friends or whatever. You know, but you, you turn around, and there's one guy missing. Where's that guy? He's gone. Like, and you know, he he ran home at the first sight of trouble. That's Malik Willis, right? He's gone. Like, first sign of pressure, he's done. So you know that that needs to be checked out. And I don't know, is there anything in his background, Kets? What you got there?
3: I didn't get a lot on him to be honest. Um, there was just obviously a lot about the the homeless guy in Indianapolis. Um, I, I didn't see a specific amount of kind of background information on him.
5: A a question, though, to ask on the background, uh, going back to the Joe Burrow comparison, you know, we know that Joe Burrow was at Ohio State, uh, hit the transfer portal, went to LSU. So, when League Willis was at Auburn for two years, was told essentially he's not going to be the star, why wasn't there another very highly ranked college team after him? And instead, he's gone to Liberty. I don't know what conference Liberty are in. Apologies to the Liberty fans and listeners um, and those who work for the insurance. G- that jingle is still in my head, the, the, the American TV ad. Good. Liberty, Liberty,
2: Liberty. Yeah. Liberty.
5: Can't get it out now. Thanks, uh, thanks, bud. <laughs> um, that, that, the only background question I have is that is why wasn't he picked up? You know, LSU took Joey, Joey Burrow and obviously saw the talent that he had. Why didn't anyone else do that with Malik Willis? Where were the teams in the SEC or the the Big Ten or the Pac twelve or whatever going after him? Because he, he you look at the teams he played. Gav, you made a great point there about there are some awful games in there, and Liberty is a very simplistic offense. I am expecting him to dominate, and he didn't. You know the the one team he played in twenty twenty one of note was was Mississippi, three and. Receptions and was 16 for 25, 173 yards. Now 71 yards rushing, but that was a two point six a pop. So that that that's that doesn't jump out to me. I mean, who else is he playing? Old Dominion, Troy. Who are Campbell? I've never even heard of Campbell. Um <laughs> North Texas, Massachusetts, Alabama, Birmingham. I mean, these aren't big names. He I I think he's a so, I, I, he's such a project. project Projection—it's—it's it's terrifying.
1: This is—you know—the is issue. It scares me to death, mate. That we're talking about drafting a QB potentially second overall, right? That's the buzz, maybe with the Lions. That has a sixty-one percent completion percentage against these teams. I can't believe it. Sub- I don't, 3, I don't think
2: that's smoke, man. The—I the, the, mean, okay. Put this on my tombstone: the Lions are not taking him at number two. I'm sorry. They
1: I'm
5: checking the odds. I hope they do. <laughs> I think they do. Seven,
1: seven to two yesterday. It was. Um, Lay that bit. It's not happening. The I lines are
5: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: okay. <laughs> you take... in, or, in or out, Mike? Oh.
1: oh, I'm the Lone Star. Lone wow. Star in. Who saw this coming? I thought. Wow, to so a world be of islands.
2: Wow. Yeah. I nearly red
3: starred him as well because I love the upside. I love it. So, just in terms of rankings, um, Rich, where did you have him?
4: I have him at five. I had him at two,
3: and Mike,
5: uh, three.
3: Good. Wow. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Three, and you're out. i him at two,
5: and I'm and, out. And, and, and <laughs> is, two and this out. Is, and this is the this is the problem. He's he's such a projection. I mean, you know, when when you look at you know the last very athletic quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Yes, there were question marks and stuff like that, but he won the Heisman. He played solid, solid ball. It was just—it it wasn't a case of whether he was going to be good in the NFL. It was—is the system going to be there for him to excel? With, but the with NFL Willis, has
2: changed, even 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 in that mm-hmm. time, the NFL has changed.
5: Mm-hmm. But at least at least you saw phenomenal player with Jackson at college. You you don't see that with Willis. You know the, the issue with Jackson was his arm, but with Willis, it's it's. It's almost everything, apart from the athleticism. And the you cannon, do see you know, the yes, deep ball. You see the deep ball. Yeah, no, he's got a cannon, but that's the only going to get you so far. It's, it's such a projection. And from you know from the Steelers' perspective, the thought of using up draft capital to get him. No, I mean, that's right. Yeah, we, we have enough holes in the team as it is, and we're missing, what, a round four pick? Or we we're missing a middle middle of the draft round pick.
2: five. No round five.
5: Oh, because the fourth was the comp. We got that yeah. in the the, yeah, the comp yeah. pick, did we? Um, I oh, wouldn't be wanting to give any draft capital.
2: No, no I, don't, I really definitely don't. I think drafting drafting a QB when you trade up is a big mistake because then you, you don't have any picks around you to,
1: you know, to build a team around him. So you end mm-hmm. up with a good QB with a bad team. Now, I, oh, what was that? Sorry, can I jump in with some breaking news? Go ahead. Mile High Stadium, in an ominous move, is currently on fire.
5: Wow.
1: Russ is cooking.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> that's quick, Mike. I've got to wow, get it there. that's quick.
0: <laughs>
1: God, Mike. What's happened there? <laughs> Interesting. I don't Breaking know. news. Yeah, sorry, that's not really relevant to this, but just nah, uh, it's not an really relevant in any way to anything. But
2: it's happened. Uh, does uh, does Malik Willis make the golden rules? I'm guessing no. But go ahead, kits
3: uh, he does not because um, where are we? Uh, Willis, didn't start thirty games, only started twenty three. Didn't win twenty three games, only won seventeen, and didn't start for three years.
2: Okay. Well, I'll we'll return to meet Malik Willis. That's interesting. I'm the, I didn't wasn't expecting. I was expecting to be the guy pulling you all back, but um, didn't expect to find myself in the uh, the Malik Willis fan club
3: situation live by the sword, die by the sword. Mm. Interesting.
2: I mean, I do think there's a reaction from that kind of build chiefs shootout playoff game. Everyone thinking we need a QB that can do the things that those guys are doing. And and this guy in this draft class is the guy that's most capable of doing those things, right? You see it on the tape, Um, the rollout throws, the off platform stuff, the creativity. So, I think I think that that's that, that's why where the hype comes from.
3: I get that, but I I kind of also think like the modern NFL there's there's a lot of desperation from a lot of teams. Like oh quick we need a quarterback, you know. Most teams would have probably looked at, yeah. you know, Baker Mayfield and gone, yeah, he, you know, he's a league average quarterback. But everything's now quick. Sell the house. Sell the children. Sell fourteen years worth of draft picks. We need. You know, one of these top guys that can come in and, and win us a Super Bowl tomorrow. There's there's no kind of sustainable building anymore. It's, right, we've got a, we're in a window to win the Super Bowl, throw everything at it. And the Rams did it last year and, and did it quite correctly, in fairness to them. But it seems that there's so many teams that are trying to manufacture a Super Bowl window when there isn't one. And a lot of that comes down to well, the, draft the field- an elite quarterback.
2: The, the free agency has been so trade crazy this year. It's because teams are more willing to to give up uncertainty in the draft for certainty in free agency based on what the Rams have done. It's a direct reaction to Rams winning a Super Bowl. And it makes sense. I mean, it's been for too long. There's not been enough trades in the NFL, right? I mean, it, ma- it makes sense to do this. You know, if you're a team that's rebuilding, just give away your best players and take the picks. I mean, it's, it's it makes sense to me. So, you know, if you're, you're a desperate team and you need some upside, Malik Willis is the guy, I think,
0: you know?
3: Certainly a guy. I don't think he's the guy, but <laughs> okay. never mind.
2: Okay.
1: Right. Let's keep searching. Well, who's the, the
2: more guy. upsidey guy in this draft, if you want to go draft for upside? I mean...
1: Oh, there isn't one. There isn't one. There isn't one. He's
2: the upside guy, yeah. right? I mean... Yeah. He's the exciting prospect. You tell him the highlights, it's all there.
1: Well, actually, maybe we'll get to a guy who's got some upside later on.
0: All right. Ooh.
1: Um... Okay. Okay. Where are we going next? Who's not gone? Uh, we, we've done four. We got five people. Mike. I think Rich. I think Rich yeah, is gone. No, Rich did
3: Rich No, Rich go. did. Uh, it's yeah.
1: uh, it's Mike who's hiding. Is, in is the it background. Mike? Sorry, not, Mike. Not it's telling you. us that he has Kenny Pickett as his red star. Not telling. You know, just being secretive oh, yeah. with his QB nuggets. Ah, oh, he did tell us. It was you. I did, did anyway. Say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike did. It you. It's no, crowd. I asked who's got Kenny Pickett as the number. Let's not rehash all the arguments, right? <laughs> who's next? <laughs> What's
5: oh, the next QB? <laughs> Alright, shall I go, ads?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Brock, no much Uh Desmond oh. Ritter. <laughs> so- sorry, Gabby, still here beating heart. <laughs> 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 Typical QB size at 6'3", maybe a little bit skinnier, at 2'11". Was a big fan of his ability to run with the ball, not afraid with that. Huge fan of his uh, of his pocket presence and, and movement in the pocket. Again, it's something I've really focused on this year. Is the 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 compliments that the experienced QBs in the league get in and around that just that little step here, that little sit there, to buy them just a just a split second to make a play. I did see uh, I did see a lot of reps where he'd really step into the pocket to make the throw. He's athletic enough to evade pressure. A uh, snappy release gets the ball out nice and quick. Read his progressions quite well. Some throws, uh, sort of medium-intermediate throws, I saw come out with a little high. Uh, but very, very good arm strength. You can really zip it in if needs be. Accuracy was one area I, th- I think I've got here. 62% across college. 50 games, very experienced, 28 rushing touchdowns. Eighty-seven passing touchdowns. I have to say, boys, I'm 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 fairly in on Desmond Ritter.
0: Hmm.
2: Some people have got him as the top quarterback. Some people that I actually like quite respect and read what they say. No one's feeling that. I, right?
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say. Sorry, I was. I, I got to be honest. He is. I've got him as number three, right? And if it's purely based on today, he'd be number two. Um, yeah. You know, Why today that, specifically? Because um, that would not Malik Willis of the conversation because Malik Willis is there because of his upside. If that makes sense, it, it becomes. Oh, I that, see. You're like starting now. Yeah, yeah. If it was right, like right, what right. they are today, for me, I, I do think he's a little boom busty. I give you that, um, but I think his upside could be like a, a Josh Allen with you know movement ability and he's overcome similar accuracy issues because he's improved. Josh that, Allen, you see Josh Allen. No, I don't, oh. I don't, I'm saying that's his that's that's his ceiling. Right, he's like a Josh Allen type player with. Not maybe not with the, the the physical element, although he has got a little bit of that. But just the just being that dual threat that's that's still a pocket passer, you know, like that that guy who is uh, can be an excellent pocket passer, but then is also maybe a dominant runner on the side, but but doesn't move, to, you know, isn't like Malik Willis where that's his first instinct. Um, I don't know, man. I just like I like what I see. It seems like he's got the work ethic. Um, he's got some, you know, he has the fundamentals down, which is always a big thing that you gotta he search for these guys. Definitely has the
2: fundamentals. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, just just a little nug with the fundamentals. Yeah, he's he's the only guy I saw out of this group saying snap, uh, taking snaps under center. Mm-hmm. Did you see anyone else? I don't know. It was all everyone no, else was they were all, all, shocked all and all yeah, the time. They were all shocked yeah, yeah. It, yeah. This yeah. this guy takes snaps under center, which makes him like for me. I think he's the most pro ready in in terms of that with his with his rushing floor. Sorry, Karen. To me
1: to well, no, that's it, and then then he's and you know he's got some rare traits that I think are worth worth betting on. So you know if you want a, a guy who is maybe a little bit more pro ready, and I think he has a lot of upside. I don't know. It, it's the it's the journey that Josh Allen went on that that made me think of it, where he struggled with accuracy a lot in college, right? And Mike, you mentioned his accuracy was what sixty two percent of a college, but it was fifty four percent in in uh, twenty nineteen, and sixty six and sixty four percent the last two years, so. Certainly not. It's definitely improving. Yeah, it's, it's improving. improving. It's it's a question mark, but it's improving. Which was what you, know, you remember a few years ago. The, the prevailing knowledge was that accuracy couldn't be taught, right? And that mm. was maybe the one thing that you needed coming out of college. And Josh Allen has kind of turned that narrative on its head a little bit. But I'm a big fan of Desmond Ritter. Do I, I think you know? Great size, position, long strider, legit weapon with his legs. But but uses it as his kind of secondary option. You know, he still wants to pass the ball which I think after watching all these other guys was annoying me with everyone else, so maybe that's that's kind of got him a few extra marks with me, but quality footwork, movement in the pocket, uh, reads the field well, I thought. He's advancing his progressions and his decision-making, makes quick decisions and gets rid of the ball. And, uh, oh, I like these. I, I I picked up on one of these last week. I'll do it again. The old uh, area scout quotes. He's a humble leader who leads by example, and football is important to him. You will never have to worry about whether he's working on his game to get better. Area scout for AFC Team. <laughs> AFC um, Team Scout. Yeah, so so I am dude, I'm big on him. Um I'm still thinking about my red star. I'm gonna leave it uh, I, at
2: I that. I thought you'd what, hang on. You roll back? I thought you
1: no, red star picking. I you. again never red you just played the drop. You can't just play <laughs> the drop and say, There you go, there's your red star. Alright. Oh,
3: Surprisingly, <laughs> I will agree with Cy on this because I didn't circle it. I had the pen ready around the <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he didn't say it, so I didn't circle it.
2: Okay. You know you know, Desmond Ritter was first, he won the combine, right?
1: That's true as well, yeah.
2: Yeah, he, he was the uh, best 40 time, 4.52. Yeah, uh, Good vert, 36-inch, good broad, 10 foot 7. So, you know, all the Malik Willis fans out there saying he's the best athlete. Well, actually, Desmond Ritter was.
3: And he meets the golden quarterback rules in full. Big tech. Okay.
1: Now, why is he falling? Because we we spoke a lot about his pros. Why why is he not in this conversation with the tell top two or three guys?
2: Accuracy, mm. it mm. is improving, but it's an issue. I mean, he is slow to see and do it. No anticipation. I I just can't get on board, man, with the the inconsistent ball placement, and and it's not just the throwing. It's also that he throws balls that he shouldn't do as well. So there's decision making in there as well with the accuracy. Mm. He's troubled by pressure. Snatches at throws, which re- results in low release and swatted balls. So, you, you, And the problem is you see intermediate throws, which are overthrown from a clean pocket. But that just ugly yeah. to
3: me. Yeah. I don't like that. And that's he, why I'm out. He was very good on the shorter stuff. Um, but you're right, Gav, in terms of the, the accuracy. There was an interception against Indiana. Um, he threw the ball off his back foot. And put a ball into an area where there was one receiver and three defenders, um, and just like a drunk man in Bolton on a Friday night, he was just asking for a takeaway. Oh, nice!
1: <laughs> now, Gav, did you oh. watch the? Did you watch the Alabama game? Can can't remember. remember. Sorry, oh, I
2: never write if, down who do I've
3: watched.
1: The cotton Bowl game. Oh, maybe yeah. I can't remember, yeah. but but yeah, dude, because that that was where the batted passes were showing up for me. He was getting them all batted down. I was, that was I must admit, yeah. A bit of concern there. But, but then, how much is that playing Alabama? Um, I don't know. I no, felt...
3: there, was, there was knockdowns in other games, Fair I think. Enough, yeah. there was There was four versus Alabama. Um, he's just not seeing linemen in his passing windows. But it did yes, happen right. against Indiana, and that... it did happen against Notre it's Dame as well. That sn- game...
2: Sorry. Arr. It's the snatch. He snatches at throws, right? <laughs> and whenever a quarterback snatches at throws, they get swatted because they're low release.
3: Yeah, but if you've got a guy that's a pocket passer that prefers a short route, if he's not seeing linemen and not seeing strong safety coming towards him, he was either going to get a sack or a knockdown pass. And in this eventuality, he got a knockdown pass. But
1: <sighs> his throwing motion is kind of slow, right? I think that's what I chalked it up to. He's got a, a very slow. I think Mitch Trubisky suffers from this as well. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but they've got like kind of heavy windups, and it just feels like a little bit laboured to get the ball out. Uh,
2: yes, but I also think it's it's the decision making, it's the processing with Ridda. He's 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 a, he's a couple of ticks late to make the decision, so then that slows his release down from a mental side of, rather than the mechanical point of view. Um, but just just from a positive point of view, I mean, he had a great, fantastic college career. I mean, you, yeah. you can't write off what he's done. Dragged Cincinnati to college playoffs. I mean, when, when have they ever got to there? I mean, the best Cincinnati team f- forever and only lost to Alabama in the semi final. But I mean, he, he the, the comp for me was definitely, you know, he's got a floor of Jalen Hurts and a, and a ceiling of Tannehill, right? I mean, it, that's it's not that exciting. Uh, he is athletic, you know, the, the good height, but the skinny frame with a good rushing threat. He's got good pocket escapability. I think one of you alluded to that. A big arm for the deep throw. And he's got better every year. And he, and he makes plays and he shows good toughness, right? And and, and and as I mentioned before, I think he's, along with Pickett, the most starter ready from... And it's the rushing floor that gives him that. Mm. So you know, there, there are things to like about Riddler, but I just the accuracy leads me to, to say out.
3: Just on the leadership perspective, um, there was a strip sack, which would have been a potential pick six. Well, it would have been a pick six if he hadn't have made the tackle himself. Wasn't a convincing tackle, but he ran after the the ball carrier and, and made the tackle. And I just love that character, determination, teamwork, accountability—whatever you want to call it. You know, he clearly has that. Um, it, it's just the accuracy on some of the throws, isn't it? But there's a lot of positives. I'd say I was in, but I wouldn't draft him at twenty. I'd I'd be looking at you know wide receiver at twenty or safety or, or whatever, and then you know Ridder would be like a second third round guy if no one else takes him.
1: I really don't know where he goes, dude. I could see him going in the first round. I could see him going in the third round. I don't know. I don't see a first round quarterback. I think he's a good second round quarterback. I don't know if I see a first round quarterback in this class, but I get your point. Um, mm,
3: yeah. So it's going to be one because it's a quarterback? Yeah, it,
1: I don't know. Of these quarterbacks, though, I'd be tempted of this, you know. I, I really do think he's got good upside. I don't know.
2: Honestly, some people have got him as their QB one. People,
1: yeah, that yeah, yeah, I, I, I read and
2: respect and and you know value their way. opinion. Yeah, he's he, they love him. Ritter, so, where are you so with good
3: Ritter? Good stuff there.
4: I'm out on Ritter. <clears throat> he's wildly inaccurate, and uh, he has that physically has a big, big wind up, and mm. you can make it work if you have great anticipation. Byron Leftwich had a big wind up, same way, but he was he was able to make it work in the pros, but I, I, it's not. Preferable. It's 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 a tough thing to deal with. Uh, so uh, I just, just, it's not enough about him that I like. And accuracy is is always something I'm going to look at as being, a, um, you know, one of the more important aspects of quarterback. So I'm out. Right. Fair enough. I, I had him at five. Where'd you have him, Rich? I have him at six.
2: Okay. Well, you and me the outs. So who are the ins? Who's the highest? Where you got him,
1: sir? I got him at three.
2: Oh, Kets, Mike. Four, I think,
1: for uh, me. Four. Yes, does mm-hmm. that mean I get to claim him for my stable of boys?
2: I think he's your most, yeah, your, in your stable.
1: Nice. I'll take him. Just like I took Fields last year, the last guy who uh, couldn't process. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the bad processors. So,
1: <laughs> so that leaves, does anyone not have
2: Carson Strong in their top six?
3: Okay. um i would have him as eight whoa whoa so, who've you got, I,
2: so okay so i was gonna say obviously that's that's the kind of top six that we've all seen but so it sounds like you've got someone else
3: in your top six i may have um one more guy in my top six interesting
2: okay go ahead well let, let's talk about Carson strong and then we'll get back okay. to let's you. talk
3: about strong and then i'll let you take the um the lead on one mr purdy because oh really him.
2: Oh, you're going... Oh, you're going... Whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa. whoa. Some butts just lit up. I had some spicy takes. Wow. (laughs) Who's doing Carson Strong, then?
1: Uh, Who hasn't gone yet? Mike, you done one for a while? You did the last one. I just did Desmond. Oh, (laughs) my God. I'm all over the place. (laughs) I think I went... Did I go first? Who went first? I can't remember. I don't know. Um, I lost track. Carson Strong. Rich, you like Carson Strong. Go ahead. (laughs) Nothing. Okay, Carson Strong. You got a head, Carson Strong. Huge production in a pass heavy vertical air raid offense. Um, What I put down about him, he looks like a QB. That makes sense?
0: Big bodied,
1: big big bodied, 6'4, 215 frame. We're going to ignore Ketzy's snarky comments. Yeah, if this was like 1995, he'd be like. (laughs) shooting number one pick, wouldn't it? Yeah. Kets is like a heel. Ketsy's just like coming for me every time I say anything. Um, I didn't even get. I didn't even get what you said. When you it. It was funny. He just said no when I said, "Does he look like a QG All right. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> He's been emboldened by Mike's attack on me earlier. Yeah, um, shouting up for the bleachers. He's obviously a legit arm talent. Rich said uh, he thought um, was it. Corral had the best arm talent, I don't know, man. I'm still going to go. Uh, I'm still going to go. Carson Strong, maybe. Um, no, I think Carson Strong has the best arm talent. Sorry, oh, okay. I was
4: having a coughing attack when you guys went to me. <laughs> oh, right, okay. well, thanks, thanks for saving. God bless.
2: <laughs> don't need any coughing attacks. So thanks, man.
1: Um, yeah, you can you can hit any throw with a nice nice quick release, very tight spiral, very talented thrower of the ball. I think that's what you said, right? Right, Rich was he's the most talented thrower of the ball, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I think had the longest throw in college football last year, seventy-eight yards, um, and just so little wind up to fire off a rocket. Like that's what's most impressive to me about him, just. You know, we're talking about Desmond Ridder having that big long wind up. It's this just a flick of the wrist, right? That just just perfect tight spiral, a little flick of the wrist. It's nice to watch. Um make some nice tight window throws, but but it's all about the it's all about the mobility, right? There's serious health red flags. Had osteochondritis where, uh, just, in his knee. Sorry, go
2: Where would you, where would he go if he didn't have the knee?
1: Well I don't know because was did he move around before the knee? I don't it's hard for me to was he, was he particularly mobile before he had the knee issue and now he just lumbers Let, about, or was he...
2: I mean, I don't think he's ever that mobile, but let's talk about that. He's had two knee surgeries. Yeah. He's got a problem where his cartilage... I'm sure Cats will go into great detail exactly about this, but he's got a problem where his cartilage is detached from the bone. Now, if the second surgery, which he's had, was successful, then the prognosis is good, but obviously that's a risk, and I guess that's what all the the NFL medicals are checking out, how that, how that went. But I don't know... I played a little bit of five-a-side football and I've got bad knees and like literally you can't move after about 10 minutes if you've been exerting yourself with bad knees. So I feel for the guy. It's horrible. I actually think he'd probably be up there in, in the top echelon of these guys if it wasn't for the knee. But I mean, tell me different. Okay, no one wants to, no one wants to <laughs> argue.
1: Okay, no, okay, I, agree. Me... I agree with you. I mean, how can you look a gift horse in the mouth when you've got a guy who can throw the ball as well? I mean, if you're what I actually said, I was like, not a guy for the Steelers, but the books should just draft him.
2: I think he could be a guy. I think I think if he if he well, we had, want a more a clean medical
1: guy. bill. Yeah, what, what? we want a more mobile guy. Supposedly, right? Which is why do I we? That. I mean, well, according to the coaches that said we want a more mobile quarterback. Yeah, all right. Apart from the owner and the and the, and the head <laughs> coach
2: saying it, <laughs> I mean, do they really want? I don't know. Um, yeah I agree but you know I, I can see a, a, you know you know Carson Palmer you know these kind of guys Carson Strong's in that kind of category I think for me I don't
1: know he got a good release he, good zip he's a very That's- weird prospect because he's got one element of his game that looks super elite and it's potentially the most important element right for a quarterback yes yeah, his, yeah. his arm his arm his <laughs> arm is then, elite I mean the, the offense was his arm but then nobody plays like that anymore I, I, he's, he's like he's twenty years too late, right? You know, he might be right. a number one overall pick in in two thousand. Yeah, definitely. Without the without the knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's very hard to even know where where he'll be, where he'll go, what teams think of him. Teams might have him off the board altogether, to, right? I imagine a lot will. I mean, I really like it. I like I like the
2: the the, the 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 anticipation. Well, I don't know. The anticipation it can be there, it can it cannot. But I, I think you know it's, it feels like he's a a deep first. He's like a, the ideal Matt Nagy quarterback, where it's like, okay, go read from touchdown back to check down, You know, it's like he, his his eyes are downfield all the time. Mm. Um, just yeah, lacks mobility and lacks touch.
1: He, you're gonna need a very very good offensive line to even consider having this guy as your starting quarterback. Yeah,
2: yeah, but you, you see the highlights where he's just threading know, the needle downfield,
1: man. Just, I know it's, it's enticing. <laughs> it's really enticing. <laughs> but then you know, could you just get like a a guy who is uh, you know unable to use his legs but sat on a really high chair throwing the ball? Maybe, but well, like Davros, like a, <laughs> a, a, Dalek, a, Dalek, sat, a Dalek sat back there. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Carrich,
1: t- sell us
2: on
4: Carson Strong. Yeah, well, I mean everything. Simon says, I agree with, I don't know Have too much more to add. I'm hoping that the the surgery that he had is going to work and he's, you know, he's going to be able to play uh, at a high level. And it's, you know, sometimes you see, like I watched about three of his games and occasionally he he can't drive the ball the way he, he like, you'll see him drive the ball down the field really well. And then there'll be one play where he just doesn't, it it looks like something happened. And I think maybe, Sometimes that knee just isn't, you know, it, it's 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 failing him a little bit, you know, because um he's got the arm for sure. Um if he if this wasn't for this knee problem, I'd probably have him number one. Right. Oh, um wow. I think on the but, same uh, and there, I think there still is a place for. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are going to the more mobile quarterback, but I don't think that means that the pocket passer's dead. I mean, Brady's, you know, Brady's Brady. I mean, he's, he's you yeah, know, he's the best. But I mean, you know, he's still a pocket passer. And, you know, there's there's enough pocket passers out there that I think, you know, it's not like this guy is going to be completely overlooked. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I, he, I don't think any of the guy to be honest with you, I don't think any of these guys are first round picks, well, in my opinion. They're gonna go first round, but I don't think I don't think any of these guys are first round
1: talent. Um
4: but you, this guy should go second. Do I you, think of, should go
1: second. Could you not hmm. see the like I was saying, Rich, could you do you not like the idea of the books taking him in like the third round or something, third, or fourth round? I know they took yeah. um so who did they take last year, Mike? Who was it? Coyle Kyle Kyle your tongue. Yeah, I know you like him, now. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was second round. Was that second round? Yeah. Out of my he was, heard, he yeah. was the
2: just outside of the first round guy, mm. which all of these guys are. The Kar Trask would be in the mix here, right, wouldn't he?
1: So that would say a lot about Trask, I suppose, if they did go that direction, but
2: uh, Mike, you were pretty high on Trask, weren't you? I seem to remember.
5: Very, yeah, yeah, So careful what you say, so mm. yeah.
1: Poor man's yeah. got him strong.
5: <laughs> you heard <it> here first. <laughs> Who has more stars
1: next I
0: season? I mean,
5: I
2: mean, who do, who do you who do you take if, if all of these guys let's let's just live in a in a in a bizarre world where all of these guys are available in the second round? Therefore, it's not a first round pick. Who do you take there?
1: Kenny Pickett. It? Pickett.
2: It. You two take Pickett. Mm. I think I'm going with Corral.
3: I still take Corral.
2: Yeah. And i will go Sam
4: Howell. There you go. We're all over the place.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no <laughs> one takes Malik Willis. Ridiculous. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. He's gonna he's gonna get into a system where they're gonna build it, the build a system around him, and he's gonna he's gonna have some really exciting plays, exciting games. But I don't I, I don't see him being a starter for more than like three, three Who, maybe four seasons.
5: This is Willis you're talking about, Rich. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's almost got to join a team that has a probably an older quarterback because they're gonna have to spend a couple of years building around them and he's yeah. going to have to learn, and he's not going to learn behind, uh, you know, a subpar quarterback. I know we're 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 jumping from players, lads. Apologies, but hmm. yeah, I could say the same for Carson Strong.
1: Breaking news. Yeah. Go on. The fire's out. Terrell Edmonds has <laughs> Terrell Edmonds has removed the words Denver. Pittsburgh Steelers safety from his Twitter bio. Oh, he's gone, not he he's gone. <laughs> That's it.
2: Um, right, so where were we? Carson Strong. So who who introduced him? Sorry, I've forgotten. Nobody. Me. Sorry. What? So I, I, are you in or out?
1: Uh, I, I'm going to go in on Strong, despite the mobility issues. I'll, I like his game, so I'm going. I'm with you. I'm in.
2: As long as the medical checks out, I think I think the arm's there. Um, I like it. Who's who? Who else is in?
4: I'm in. Uh, I have him uh, my number four quarterback, so I'm in.
2: Okay, I have him uh, to write numbers, which is a mistake, one, two, three, yeah, he's my number four as well.
1: You know what, Kets, three. I had I previously had Sam Howell at four, can I swap Carson Strong and Sam Howell around, please? Four oh, you're five. downgrading Howell yeah. on Ritz's on, on so analysis. To five, Howell to five, Strong to four. Strong to four, yeah, okay.
3: You might have to check my scribbles after this, uh, <laughs> pod lad, because we're all over the place. And Mike, are you in or out? Uh, I may want Carson Strong, I've got him a six Okay C-E-S Okay Um, I am out on Carson Strong Okay Um, uh, Um, Didn't win 23 games Only won 20 So it doesn't mean the golden rules His middle name is Brown What more red flag do you need? Mm. Um, His middle name is Brown
1: Carson Brown Brown Strong Brown Strong Strong. (laughs) Apparently, yeah I don't, I don't know where the joke is, but I know it's there. Yeah, it's there somewhere. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's workshopping there. Uh,
3: so what have I got in terms of notes? Um, Panic throws the ball away dangerously, tries to force it. Um, deep accuracy, questionable. Sends a wobbler downfield, was the, the commentator's um, take on, on a couple of the games I watched. Um rushing stats 139 attempts any guesses how many unless you've got it in front of you because that's cheating how many yards do you think Carson Strong has made in his college career 9 uh, what what is it Mike today 8,000 passing yards uh, um, rushing yards this is sorry oh,
2: oh rushing yards uh,
3: 700 3 uh, Eight, the,
2: 85
3: <laughs> the answer is minus 305 yards <laughs> No, it's not.
2: Wow, he's only gone backwards.
3: No, that, it's but, not. No, that's not. That's that 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 stat counts sacks. Oh, it must okay. do. Okay. But that's right. Still, if that funny. makes more it's sense. Still funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What? What's he doing?" Um tried to brush for a first down on a fourth and five play. Now bear in mind, this guy is six foot five. His height takes him most of the way there. Still failed to get it. Um, and in terms of his passing, he stares down targets, which. NFL safeties again are going to eat this guy for breakfast. Um, pass plays are obvious. Run plays are obvious. Um, so I'm out.
2: Just say he's the second highest, most consistent uh, completion percentage guy. He's seventh in 2021 with a 70% completion, eighth in 2020 with 70, and 37th in 2019 with 63.4. The dude completes passes. He's a good passer.
3: He does, but I think something the defences did against him in college, everybody blitzes him all the time. He's consistent, he's all over his tape. And if he can't escape the pocket, you're going to blitz him because then you're going to put pressure on his passes and you know see if he can complete them or not. And maybe that's why his completion percentage was higher because there was less kind of DBs in the backfield. That's,
2: that's, that's the interesting thing with him, right? So he he's going to challenge defensive coordinators to blitz, right? Because he can't move. Yeah. But then he can throw into the blitz really well. So he could actually expose expose his own weakness and, and exploit it. So I, I it all depends on the knee. If the knee checks out, he's very enticing prospect for me. As someone that can really throw the ball and, and seize the whole field. With a big arm. Yeah.
3: Interesting. So, would anybody like to raise any also run quarterbacks that aren't in the big six in adverted commas? Uh, Gab, should we
1: okay. just. Gavin? Should we just well, take a scan? Uh,
2: Do we want to head to the Brock Purdy section of the podcast? Yes, please. Oh, no. Okay, so this, this has been brewing for like three years or poor, something, right? Poor Zappy. <coughs> well, Zappy, forget Zappy. I've got no. They-
3: we heard oh, he he do, do we want to talk about Zappi? Do you want to talk about I Zappi? Did, Actually, I did look at Zappi, but Purdy's more important.
2: Yeah, I agree. Okay, Purdy is important to this podcast, but mainly <laughs> for me. Okay, so uh, I'm going to hit you with one stat, right? 2021 20, completion percentage. Purdy was fifth. That's the top out of all these guys. He he was 71.1% completion percentage, followed by Strong at seventh, Zappi at tenth, Corral at 15, Pickett at 18, Ridder at thirty-six, Ellaby at fifty, Howell at fifty-eight, and Willis at seventy-three. Purdy's been Purdy's been top thirty for four years, right? So in twenty twenty, he was seventy-one percent. In twenty uh, sorry twenty twenty-one, he was seventy-one percent. Twenty twenty, he was sixty-six point six. That's exactly the cutoff. He was there in in uh 2019 he was 65.7 just a little bit low and 2018 66.4 the dude has been consistently accurate with his passes and that, and that's that's what jumped off the tape i mean i fell in love with with Brock Purdy after the 2019 season which admittedly was his best season when we, when we went into our first draft analysis for this podcast he he just jumped off the tape for me as uh, the guys why is no one talking about this i still feel like it why why is why is no one talking about Brock Purdy? And that, and that that's the question that <laughs> That I have should to be the name
1: of that. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why is no one talking about Brock Purdy?
2: The dude has off the charts anticipation, right? Like if you want a a, a, a quarterback that will throw a ball to a guy that is running downfield and the dude doesn't even realise he's open yet, Brock Purdy's decided he's open, right? I don't know what, what it is, whether it's bravery, it's madness, it's just fearlessness. The guy will just make a pass, and he's throwing it to a dude's back that's completely covered. And then suddenly the guy will turn around and make a pass. Uh, fantastic anticipation. Tight windows over the seam, down the seam, sorry, over the middle. You know, the dude got Hakeem Butler drafted, like, really high, and, and that guy was <laughs> a massive bust. Like, consistently high completion rates, right? Fifth overall, you know, and... In 2021, I'm going to keep coming back to that. The completion percentage, 71.7% completion rate. That was on 407 attempts. He got 3,188 yards, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, right? Here's a full list of players in the past decade that have amassed at least 8,800 passing yards and 800 rushing yards with a completion percentage of 66 or better, right? We've got Marcus Mariota, okay. Jason Watson, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, here's the outlier, Brett Hundley and Brock Purdy, right? He's he this guy has statistically been up there. He he he's got great footwork. His release is so quick, he's so accurate, he's got great technique, really technical quarterback. And the dude has got first-round mechanics, right? Like he, you watch his drop back, it's so smooth. His footwork is tight. He'll roll with the protection so that, you know, like a QB you drop back, he'll dovetail back in his drop with as as the protection slides right, so that as he hits his passing, his, his drop back passing spot, he's perfectly protected by the line. The dude knows what he's doing. He makes tight window throws. He's got juice on the move. You see him go through his progressions. He's got the flicks. He's got the off off platform throws, and he's cl- clearly a coachable high technique player. I don't know if you, if you've watched uh, the QB school, JTO Sullivan. The dude's swooning over his drop backs and timing and anticipation all the things I said. He makes big plays in moments. He's he's a leader. Okay, so what what's what's wrong with him? Why is he not in the first round? Consensus picks. Why am I? Why am I not putting him in the first round? Right? He, his accuracy does drop off downfield. Doesn't have a great arm. He's not got that. He's not got the Carson Strong arm. He's got like a short to intermediate arm, which it probably it probably does mean that he's going to be a backup in the NFL. Probably that's that's like his kind of flaw. I think there is going to be a Brock Purdy moment in the NFL, like we've seen with the David Blouse and the Taylor Heineke's. I think I think Brock Purdy's that's 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 where he's headed, right? He's going to be a backup somewhere. He's going to get a moment. Everyone's going to fall in love with it, like like uh, Duck Hodges, right? He's going to have a moment where where what he does, Mike his... as well, huh? Mike White, yeah, Mike exactly.
3: Mike White at yeah. uh, Dallas, yeah,
2: yeah. His 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 magic moments are going to happen, but he's just quite not quite got the physical tools to be there, the traits. And and his decision making can be a bit bad at times, you know. He's kind of quick strike guy, you know. Maybe maybe we've seen enough of that in in Pittsburgh for a while that we don't want the guy. But I love the guy, you know. I, clearly, I've been on him for a while. I, I I kind of came across him by accident, and I've just followed his career ever since. I you know, I, I really I really like him. But please, someone else tell me why I'm wrong about about Brock Purdy.
3: Can can I take everybody to the Baylor game? okay (laughs) really challenging game (laughs) (laughs) they rushed him heavily and consistently all game he potentially ran a little bit too much in the game um but you know he did really well so fourth quarter down 31 23 Mm. massive lion blacker blitz comes at him escapes one tackle spins the other way as a second tackler comes in He's running toward a third tackler at this point. He's just surrounded by guys everywhere. Had the presence and the vision to look up and get the ball out as the third guy was literally about to crunch him. Camera assumes he's been sacked for a loss of about fifteen to twenty yards. He's actually got the ball out and to Brees Hall, the uh, the running back who just made it to the first down marker. Leadership, awareness, presence, vision, had it all. Kept the drive going. And he ended up scoring a touchdown on the drive. Touchdown throw to Charlie Kohler, the big tight end who we've spoken about already. Lovely stuff. I'm cheering the TV at this point. It was like I was watching the Steelers. I've really invested in this guy. Love it, love it. Bloody ref pipes up. Ineligible player downfield. Oh, so that. the TV nearly got broken at this point. Oh, right. Okay, right. First and 15. Beautiful pass to Brees Hall again. Love it. Lovely little spin move. Pirouette around the defensive back. Almost in slow motion. Get in. Touchdown scored. 31-29. Got to be a two-point conversion. Drops back. Coming under pressure again. Back foot throw. Really nice placement. Receiver trips over. Ball intercepted. Heartbreak. Game over. Zero. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but Honestly, like... Absolutely I, I watched- nothing. <laughs> I watched this guy because Gav raves about him but he's a game manager he's got the passing on the sort of short to medium stuff especially he's got the rushing he's got the improvisation Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year 2017 <laughs> what more <laughs> do you uh, want
2: gentlemen more do I'll tell you what boy. he's my by... dive
3: dive <laughs> dive I don't, I don't think reload you see... that because I'm having one of them as well oh! Oh, there you go man. Yes.
1: Now, yes. Gav, Gav. Yes. Gav. Now, we've been doing this podcast for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and we've heard this Brock Purdy stuff before. And yeah. uh, I like to think that we, you know, we've become good friends and colleagues over these yeah. years. And I I'd would say like friends over colleagues. But <laughs> go ahead. I would like you to remember this moment as: Have you seen Avengers Endgame? Yes. You know the moment where all the portals open up and the music swells. And uh Captain America says, Avengers, assemble. <laughs> I'm assembling for Brock Purdy, my red star no quarterback. Way! Red star. No way you put out the tweet saying you weren't even gonna watch him. This dude now listen, I don't care if this guy's gonna be the best quarterback in the class. I had three times more fun watching him than anyone else I watched in his yeah, quarterback yeah. class. Oh you- my lord. Some of the sexiest sidesteps of incoming pass rushes I have ever seen. <laughs> he's a tenacious runner. He's got a good feel for running lanes. He's getting downfield with his feet and his arm. Nice, quick, zippy release with great power on the move. He's got legit improvisational ability. He's going to have a Brock Purdy moment in the NFL. Definitely. I can't believe you've hidden this. Where have you hidden this? I'm all in. <laughs> Amazing. You've and... stolen my guy. Boys. <laughs> He meets the golden quarterback. Yes. <laughs> yes! Brock Purdy, official QB of the UK Steelers podcast. Get him on the show. Get him, get on, him, the him show. on
3: the
1: show. Get him on the show.
3: <laughs> We're um, gonna reach just out. In, just oh. in terms of um Ket's kind of insight on character background. Um he suffered from <laughs> mono in high school. I'm not gonna ask how he got it, that's up to him. What he does in his personal life is fine. He fell into a cactus in two thousand and eighteen <laughs> when playing paintball with his two desert. You know, what a guy. Left hand was in a cast for a few weeks. Um, played baseball but stopped concentrating on football. Sporting family, if not actually bloodlines officially. His brother, here we go, Chuba Purdy, oh, plays it. quarterback for Florida State. is a dual threat quarterback. Chubba so Chubba. There's future guy to watch. Um, older sister played softball at college as What's well. What's her name? Uh <laughs> got that ring down.
1: her in the softball list. <laughs> Ms. Purdy. Right, in all seriousness though, Gav, there are things, now, the reason, like you said, that unfortunately, and it's such a shame, right, he doesn't have the the power in his arm and and he struggles with these, you know, these out balls that are going to the end of, like the corner of the end zone from 20 yards out, it it is tough to watch and it's a damn shame because they're inaccurate and and he's just not got the power in his arm, but man, the way he manipulates defenders with his eyes, he's like, he's pump faking, he's like, looks like Ben out there for a minute. He's got a bag of tricks, man. He's got he runs play action. He's he's a very convincing play decorator more than anyone else I saw. Mm. Just he's so savvy, isn't he? Yeah, he just looks savvy so is well the word. Coached. savvy yeah. is the word.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And totally.
2: that was, ele- that was uh, evident in his 2019 tape. Let alone what he's done. Now he's had had a couple. He's had a couple of rough years. Lost some weapons. Tight ends have emerged where he's lost wide receivers. Had to change his game a little bit. But I'm excited. You've read Stardom. You can tell I'm excited. <laughs> You've stolen my guy, but that's fine. <laughs> Who else has watched him? Who else has uh, gone Brock Purdy here? Surely you all have after I've been pumping up for three
3: years or something. No, I haven't watched him. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Let down. Draft expert Mike hasn't watched the most important
1: quarterback in the UK oh, Steelers no. podcast history. <laughs> I imagine that Rich has been sat here shaking his head for about eight minutes.
4: <laughs> no, I have. You know what? I can't comment at all because I haven't watched him either. Oh. But he. I'm going to, though. That he sounds exciting.
3: Homework for next bo- week, boys. We want to know your thoughts on Brock <laughs> <laughs> I thought, gonna else I, thought I was going to be here, like getting thought I was going
2: to be here taking shots and defending them like Captain America with a shield. But here I am finding myself in a happy place. And so, Kets, you, ca- you in then, or what?
3: Oh, All the way in. All the way in. The only criticism I could find is he takes on brave throws. It, the PFF turnover where he plays like, Guy that marks that down, he's going to have a field day. But he does squeeze balls into tight windows. Love him.
2: He's a gamer, man. He's a player. He's a gamer. Like he, That's it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That like elevates everything around him. It's just he's just he's just a different quarterback. He just looks different. I I, I saw when I first saw him, I, I saw Russell Wilson. Now I think I think that is 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 a comp too high for him. I think he's probably destined for a backup, you know, backup level with. Opportunity to start, he's not going to come in and win win a training camp battle. But I, I do see I do see that kind of flashes from him.
1: Is there any way, legally, that we can surgically remove Malik Willis's arm and give it to Brock Purdy?
2: If only, or,
1: or
4: um, Carson Strong,
1: that'd yeah. be good. Yeah, my, yeah my, same. Yeah, yeah.
4: So if the Steelers draft him, Gab, how long would it take you to buy his jersey? <laughs>
2: No, no, I, immediately, that the, the, the order, order would be in. <laughs> I'll do
1: it as well. <laughs> we'll all rock our Purdy jerseys. Oh, it even sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: there's a chance he goes undrafted, though. I mean, yeah. there's
1: zero yeah. hype around
2: him. I mean, I, I don't it, know what...
1: It's funny because I, when I look back, I felt kind of bad, right? Because you talked about 20 after his 2019 season, and you look at his stats, and he he actually follows that trend where you'd have expected that 2020 season to then be a step above that and that's when he starts getting that you know first, second round buzz right and it just never came and it's yes, literally like the moment I started watching him he became bad
2: <laughs> I need to stop watching him <laughs> I mean you look at the 2021 QBR rating you've got Zap at 6th with 100 I won't go with all the numbers but the ranking is is more important than the numbers itself Zappy is 6th Pickett is ninth. Ridder is 13th Strong is 21st Corral is twenty sixth, Howell is Howell, Howell if, is twenty uh, eighth, Willis is thirty sixth, and then Purdy is forty two. What's so he, what's that for? Sorry. QBR QBR rating. Well, his QBR rating's rating yeah, 149, is one hundred and forty nine,
1: isn't it? Yeah,
2: one hundred forty nine. Is
1: that bad? I thought it
2: was good. No, it's bad. Oh,
1: what's, Zappi what, was, what's the rating? Zappi was, oh,
2: I'm thinking of passer 100, 100. rating. Sorry. Yeah, man. no, QBR is different. Yeah, it's um. Zappy's sixth with one hundred, nearly one hundred and seventy.
1: Okay. He did have a hundred and seventy season in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I
2: know that was an amazing season, mm. but just that was that was last year, you know. But as I said, he he's consistently top with com- completion percentage. So yeah. the problem is he's that short to intermediate guy that's got some wheels, you know. He's he's not challenging you downfield. That's, the issue, that's right? the issue. He hasn't got the arm, can't do it. So he's Duck Hodges, right? That's that's the problem. He's Duck Hodges. He comes in, can win you some games, can slice up a defense, then. Yeah. The, the opposing defenses go. Wait, this guy hasn't got a big arm. We can just stack the box. We can play man. We can we can do some rub stuff. We can you know he's not. We don't we don't need to worry about the stuff. We just we just attack everything at the line, and that neutralizes him. That's the problem. So he's not a complete quarterback. So that's why he's not in the first round discussion. But what he does do on tape is exciting, and you just wish that he could you know inject some stuff into his arm and make it stronger. Not saying illegally, but that's, that's all that needs to happen.
5: I'll have to I'll have to watch them now, lads. I think uh I think you boys are all aboard.
2: Yeah, consensus in so far with some a couple of dashes.
5: Yep. So. Rich we have work to do.
2: Yeah.
3: Yep. Okay, any any other sleeper guys? Who wants to go next with their sleeper?
1: I I'll be honest, I bombed out on sleeper because <laughs> because I chose Prop thirty as my uh it my red star. It felt right in the moment. Nah, I I, I feel honoured
2: that you did, man. I feel I feel grateful. You know, it's like uh, I've been banging on about this guy. I thought I was gonna, I, I literally thought I was gonna get harangued on this show, and I was gonna have to defend my position. So I feel kind of pleased that well, you've come around to
1: this. Comes back to what is the red star, right? Because I could have red starred Kenny Pickett. You know, he was my number one QB. I could have red starred Desmond Ridder, I was kind of higher on him than anyone else. But was I that excited about those guys? Not really. I was banging the table for Brett Purdy. Oh, there you go. And if that's
2: not... Sorry, go on. No, go on. I I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. if
1: that's not the definition of the Red Star, then I don't know what it is.
2: Literally, all my notes on Brett Purdy are defensive issues, like outlook for 2021, blah, blah, blah. Don't need to go into that, because you've you've, you've said... So, out of the other guys on the list, is there anyone worth talking about? We talked a little bit about Zappi, but I, I can understand if anyone wants talking about. It. And the other guys that I've I've heard mentioned: Caleb Ellaby, Western Michigan, and EJ Perry out of Brown. They're they're the kind of guys that are kind of pushing it for the next spot. Anyone else got anyone else?
5: No, I mean, has anyone seen Jack Holland? No, no.
2: I haven't. Didn't watch him. Not for them. No. Um... I did. I liked a
1: little bit of what I saw of the Western Michigan. Uh, uh, What's his name, sorry, Caleb Ellaby, is
2: it? C- Caleb Ellaby, yeah. Um,
1: but, and, and he, w- I did want to get to him, and I just ran out of time and, and didn't didn't end up doing it, because I, I did like a little bit of what I saw. And then Ketz last week, I think, harangued him for something, so I wanted to uh, to get into it in, in the hope that I would like him. But <laughs> the, the word harangue is getting a lot of pop. <laughs> sorry, it, it's one of those words. Do you know when you've got those words that you just say that no one else says? That's one <laughs> of those ones that just comes to my mind for some reason. What were you saying about Ellaby, Ketz? I can't remember. I think we were talking about Sky Moore, and he was say he just I don't know he went on some tirade against uh, the QB, and I was like, I quite like the QB. (laughs) Is that your gets impression? No, that was me. That was me saying that.
3: Hashtag size guys. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll. I'll have to remember to watch him then I, I can. I, slate I watched him a little week. bit of him.
2: I watched a tiny bit, a couple of games. I thought zippy release, sharp mover, and then in the negatives, overthrows, deep ball, RPO guy, not overwhelming accuracy. So I moved on. So sorry, uh, Caleb Ellaby fans wasn't wasn't sold. I was, uh, who is it? The guy that um, what's his name? Forgotten his name. The guy that does the uh, <laughs> Ross Tucker podcast draft podcast had Caleb Ellaby is his number two overall.
1: Is
2: it Ross Tucker? Is that the guy who does the yeah. Ross Tucker podcast? No, it's the <laughs> other guy, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Emery Emery, something or rather um, Tucker. Yeah, he had, no, not Tucker. <laughs> someone else. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Move on from that point. But the point was that Caleb Ellerby was his number two overall, which I, I which is why I watched him because I thought, well, that's surprising. Didn't yeah. see anything to put him in the conversation for number six. I think it was just a hot take thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, didn't didn't see much to like there. EJ Perry is another guy from Brown. And you guys watched that, do?
5: I watched some of his tape today, but I I, I have to say I wasn't overly impressed. I, I, I think, is he the guy that he's, he's come out with some decent measurables?
2: Uh, I, He's a developmental guy. He transferred out of Boston College. He was there for two years and then didn't get a chance to start. So he moved over to Brown in the Ivy League. But he, he actually turned out to be the uh, M- offensive MVP at the Shrine Bowl.
5: Shrine Bowl, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. First ever QB to play in the NFL from Brown, if that happens. Um, he was an Ivy League all-star, led Brown in rushing and passing. Uh, Ivy League didn't play in 2020, which hurt his stock. I I I thought he had decent vision, decent accuracy, decent decision making. Just didn't. I, I liked his. Uh, sorry, I liked his decision making speed, but not the decisions mm-hmm. he came to. Like he always was was a quick processor, but it wasn't always the right decisions. So I don't I don't know where that sits in in how you take a guy. I don't know.
5: I, I think some of the areas I'd knock on him was anything sort of past 15, 20 yards. I thought that was an issue in terms of accuracy. He, he has quite a a unique passing motion, a bit He's, loopy, his, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's almost like his his forearm is quite vertical for for almost like a little too long. It feels it's such a strange thing to say, but it was. I can't fully pin it what it was with it with it's like a basketball
2: moment. it's like he throws it over his head directly which you could yeah. say about
5: sam howell as well they got
2: that kind of overhead release which is makes you think is it like a height thing but he's 6'2 i mean he doesn't yeah, need exactly. doesn't need to have that high release but he has got one
5: i, I mean for if he's you know he's going to be late day tree if he's you know if he's drafted but as you said fair play if he is the first quarter I, one of the games I did see, great college name by the way, Colgate.
2: Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that game. Yeah, the toothpaste. You, yeah, you, I, I, I literally, I thought of them when you said I've never heard of whoever it was before. I thought I never heard of Colgate. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, got that. in the the Princeton game, did you see the Princeton game as well? Didn't see that one. I mean, he he combined, he threw for uh, six hundred and eighty-two yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. But, you know, he was playing for Brown. I don't think he had any decent competition playing against him. So, um, yeah, he'd, he'd probably go down as a UDFA, if not very late day, three.
2: Okay. So, I don't think that's enough for us <clears throat> to do in or out. So, is there anyone else?
5: No. Did did we mention much about Bailey, sir?
2: No, I, I've written I mean, him off as being undraftable. But undraftable?
5: Gone. Oof. Wow.
1: Gosh. Yeah, um, this is 62 touchdowns. I know. Yeah, can we talk about his production, please? What's going on here? Five thousand yeah. nine hundred and forty yards, 62 touchdowns. Could someone explain what's happening in West? In uh, where is he? Western Kentucky. What's, what's happening?
2: Sixth, sixth in QBR with one six eight point nine, highest out of all these guys, right? Which is a production grade, right? So that 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 matches up.
1: So mm. yeah, I, I, I can't really tell what's happening.
5: Here. <laughs> I mean, he he, good. He played good teams. He played Indiana, played Michigan State, played uh, App State. You
1: know, those are good teams. He also played his highest graded games were as follows: UTEP, heard of them? Um, someone called Flu. Don't know what that is. Tennessee Martin. That no, sounds more no, like no, a person.
5: No, sorry, sorry. That's FIU, oh, F I U. Florida International.
1: Oh, that's a real place. Okay, so we got one. Okay, what's Tennessee not, Martin?
5: Not not flu Flu I'm
1: going, to, I'm going to stick with flu Never heard of yeah, flu stick with flu Tennessee Martin Have we got any anything on that? No And then his lowest ever game Was against McNess Oh the Scottish team Where are these Right where are these schools Coming from? Rich What's happening? <laughs> where, where are these What are these schools? Are they like A front for money laundering? What's going on? <laughs> Allegedly Wait,
0: Where
5: is this McNess? <laughs> Right, can we find Sorry, the draftable so, oh, players no, no, no like at that, Michigan? That, that, that's not Michigan State, is it? Oh, I would hope not. Which
1: No, Michigan? they would write they would write Michigan, I think. Let's have a
5: look. Okay, so here here are the teams to play. Tennessee Martin, Army, Indiana, Michigan McNess State,
1: State University.
5: Texas San Antonio, Old Dominion, Florida International, Charlotte, Middle Tennessee, Rice, Florida Atlantic, Marshall, Texas San Antonio, App State.
1: This is 2018 well, as well, by so could have been Marshall, Middle, Middle
5: Tennessee.
4: Marshall's McNess. from the Mac conference. I mean these are yeah. smaller division one schools, yeah. it sounds like.
1: So McNess State University is a public university in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um with a forty one <laughs> with a forty one percent graduation rate. That sounds ominous. My favorite thing about McNess University is when you Google it, the first image is of their like um sign that seems to have fallen over. <laughs> <laughs>
5: McNess University. <laughs> we hardly knew you. <laughs> Take
1: from that what you will, audience. And Bailey's happy had his worst game of his career. <laughs> Sorry, I've lost it. But did you say that was
0: 2018?
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, again, we're, we're talking about players who have, a, who have a quality development year. I mean, when we were saying about Pickett having a really good final year, but not as good as sort of Joe Burrow's final year at LSU. Genuinely, this final year at West Kentucky, it might be one of the best years in college ever. 62 touchdowns and 11 interceptions and just shy of 6,000 yards. And pa- uh, completion percentage of 69%. That's, those are incredible numbers. You I mean, offense definitely
3: draftable. The, the offense was go-rouse, Stearns or Mitchell Tinsley. It used slants a couple of times, but he's literally like throw it thirty-five yards downfield, and my two receivers are quicker than your guys.
2: And he had significantly the best O-line in 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 the conference he was playing in. He didn't didn't hardly saw any pressure, and when he did see pressure, it fell apart. And the dude's got a noodle for an arm, poor footwork, n- n- no zip from Zappy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. <laughs> Put out on my gravestone when he turns out to be the AFC's best passer. So I'm out. Anyone, anyone in on Zappi? Turns out, Mike, you might be.
5: I, I, I just want to see more. That, 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 that final year. I, I, I want to see him in the preseason. See him in a, in a, in a pro setup because you can't help but look at 62 touchdowns and go, what? I, I can't explain that.
3: There's, there's and, too, there's too many, about it. And you can't take his senior bowl kind of appearance seriously because that was the point of the senior bowl where the um, sort of the commentary team or whatever were going, oh, call this play, and then basically just taking the Mick out of him. So you can't even look at his senior bowl kind of production to give you any kind of idea of how good he could, or maybe I don't know.
2: Anyone anyway, want to offer an in?
5: No. I'll, I'll, I'll Go on, I'll say Ian, start it.
2: Okay, start it, I like that. Everyone else <laughs> out.
1: Felt like he didn't have to do a lot. You know? Mm. I, I know he threw for 6,000 yards, which is more than I've ever done. Even if some of it was against McNess State University, but <laughs> I, it kind of felt like a product of his scheme, didn't experience a lot of pressure in the games that I watched. Um, oh, an interesting point on Zappi. Um, have you got, his PFF... Um, page up uh, Gav if you look at his um, heat chart you can literally see how he only targets one side of the field
3: not oh, really Something yeah. like it's interesting you've just ruined his career sorry Zappy <laughs> we'll just put 8 DBs on that side a couple of rushes after <laughs>
0: days
1: you
3: try and straight to the right
2: <laughs> mm, oh yeah it's way more Well, especially in the in the short to intermediate yeah 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 it's just the the strong very strong blue colour in his about yeah about five yards to the right outright, so i think
0: he's, he's trying is,
1: past the numbers red is the uh so there's like no red on the on his right hand side but all red on the left hand side in the deeper mm. in the deep area of the field
0: yeah
3: yeah just well, an
1: interesting little note, nugget
3: he did meet the golden quarterback rules, which just proves that they' are <laughs> useless,
1: did he really wow. yeah
2: so in terms of golden quarterback rules, the only draftable quarterbacks are Bailey Zappi, Brock Purdy, Desmond Ridder, and, and Kenny Pickett. And yeah.
3: Kenny Pickett. Everyone else is off, off the table. In fairness, I only did the kind of eight dialogue. Talk. I didn't look at um, some of the more deeper sleeper type ones.
2: So uh, Rich and Mike, yet to, to tag a sleeper? Or is there no sleeper?
4: Uh, I have Carson Strong. Oh, because because I only looked at six guys, so I it's, I yeah, couldn't go, I yeah, couldn't yeah, do a deep. Dive. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool.
2: Sorry, I didn't mention that when uh, we were doing it. So I'll give you a... dive, dive. And Mike.
5: Um, I'll go Jack Cohen from Notre Dame. Dive, dive. Go ahead. Has anyone uh, has anyone watched this guy yet?
2: Didn't watch him extensively.
5: So he is uh, four years at Wisconsin before transferring over for one year in Notre Dame, and and fairly productive from the games I saw, and and against good teams, three hundred sixty six yards against FSU with four TDs, five hundred nine yards against OK State five TDs. There were a couple of uh, a couple of wobbly games in there against Cincy. Um, USC, bit of a bit of a mixed bag. There's, in terms of going through his progressions, I kind of liked what I saw there. Arm strength, it's, it's it, I'm content with it. Again, it's not a. He hasn't got a noodle. He hasn't, but it's also not a cannon. Um, he's, he's got it in the locker to really zip it in if needs be, and to go deep. He's he's not a runner at all. He's he's a true pocket passer. His work in the pocket is okay in terms of manipulating it and taking that step sort of left to right where necessary just to create that passing lane for him and to uh, to avoid pressure. When the pocket does collapse, though, he gets a little bit tentative, he, you know, feet pattering a little bit and that can then lead to, you know, trying to escape the pocket and no use or duff passes or sacks or anything along those lines. Accuracy is a little bit of a mixed bag in a sense that he has got the ability to throw some phenomenally accurate balls and then others just kind of, you know, you roll your eyes and you get a little bit annoyed and frustrated because he's clearly got the ability. I just want to see more of it. Um, but I think I think his biggest issue, and I saw it as well, not just with his pocket presence, but also when, when the pocket did collapse, his, his ball placement when there was pressure around him did skew a little bit. So, I mean, he's a day three guy for me. It's a difficult one when you're trying to attain the word sleeper to quarterbacks because we're only talking about nine of them. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll stick it to someone like Jack Cohn. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if, if he did become a UDFA, that's probably fair. But he's got a wise head on his shoulders, I think. So yeah, tough, I'll, I'll tough love, dude, I'll
2: love right? To I mean, that's that's what I think of when I think of him. Tough, tough, hard-nosed guys, played through injuries and stuff.
5: Um, hmm? I'll have to check what injuries were we talking about now.
2: I'm pretty sure I remember seeing some tape where he was injured and just carried on playing and he was like dragging around a foot, can't remember where <laughs> Oh, here we go, sorry I've just googled it uh, Yeah uh, Toughness done in the final two minutes against Toledo where he dislocated a finger on throwing hand during a late possession and jogged to the sideline to have his finger reset and then came back out to throw a game-winning touchdown pass on the very next play There you go, Toughness! Love right to there. see it there you go Wow, that was a very swift Google. That doesn't usually happen <laughs> for me on this, right? That's, that's, it, doesn't. it came up instantly. I put Jack Cohen's toughness in and it came up. Wow. nice work! Uh, All right, oh, and he, here we go. He missed the 2020 COVID shortened season with broken foot and lost his starting job to Graham Metz, who uh, Mertz, sorry, helping to push him to Notre Dame. So, there you go. So, he lost part, you know, he, he moved on because of it. So, I, I think, I think he's hard-nosed QB, but I didn't really watch that much tape. so I have to trust you for that one
1: one to watch okay all right is that the QB class I think so you suggested two hours we've just hit three hours
2: have we really so oh, almost no. sorry were you in on Cohen or out Mike
1: is <laughs> this
5: a sleeper
2: <laughs> just checking
5: yeah, I have to be in if he's a sleeper don't have to I be, I don't know.
2: and golden rules Kets do we know anything no I'll put a dash. no idea sorry just for, com- just for completionist I just didn't want to be accused hey, of
5: no he he's only he's only been a two
2: year star alright okay so let's say no so we can
5: call it right off the bat All
2: Right. okay sorry
1: sorry alright Right. there we go that's the well there's no Daves no Kebab Con there's a couple of things I just want to follow up on very quickly before we go, <clears throat> um, go on. number one I didn't get a lot of feedback on my thoughts about um, Carson Strong being the spitting image of Dante from Clerks. Did, did we agree with that? Or was that... I,
2: I definitely agree. It
1: they can't even pass.
4: <laughs> Good movie.
2: Rich, you seen Clerks?
4: Yeah. Yeah, he does look a lot like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you haven't seen this... But, like that
2: guy. I've got a lot of... I've yeah, got a lot of... Uh, I got a lot of i do not know what the word is. Uh, I've got a lot sort of sympathy for... For for Dante and Clark's. Yeah, right?
1: he wasn't even supposed to be here today.
2: He wasn't even supposed to be there. He's running a business operation <laughs> as well as he can, and there's just people throwing de- arrows at him all day. Yeah. Tough to get through that. They put gum in the locks and all sorts.
1: If you're listening, you've got no idea, go and look up Carson Strong and then look up Brian O'Halloran. And they are the same yeah. Well, one is older than the other, right? But he's gonna grow a Late
2: nineties uh low budget black and white movie where everything <laughs> plays out in two shots. That's it. if that's your idea of fun time, Clark's is for you. clerks clerks not clarks 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 is a
1: shoe shop Uh, clarks and lastly um, I will shout out the McNess softball team Um, they have (laughs) here we go they have a beautiful coach I'm just going to leave it at that I'll let everyone else do some digging on that but googling um, (laughs) 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 so uh, we'll (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Follow the show at UK Steels Pod. I've come up with James Landra now. Is <laughs> well, that the guy? I, I don't know. Who that is Th- this. She might be an assistant coach. I'm not clear on the position. <laughs> Danny Price. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need answers here. I don't want to hand out. I don't want to be like the podcast that starts Jim, handing out women's Jim, names, like is it let's... Jimmy Rickelson. <laughs> It was. Are we, are we, is it McNeese? Are we talking McNeese? McNeese? Maybe it could be McNeese. McNess, Mc... is, is it two E's? Yeah, and two E's. M C. Oh, it's got to be McNeese. N-E-S-E-S-E, yeah, N-E-S-E-S-E, yeah. yeah McNeese. All right. I'm no closer to finding this baby <laughs> talking about <laughs> Mike Bianco. <laughs> well, it, it, listen. It's one of the more recent tweets from the McNeese softball account. So you know, go check out on your own time. Right, follow the show at UK guest Pod. Follow me outside. So I wrote this. Follow Gav G and Boom Up. Follow uh, who else we got here? We got Cats at Cats UK. We got we got Mike. Hey, I've seen the tweet. I've oh, seen it. What do you think? Moving on. <laughs> uh, we we got Mike, who's still got a Twitter thing that's far too difficult for me to remember. The, the podcast is three
2: years deep, yet to have a female guest uh, yeah. talking about how hot an assistant softball not, not, coaches. Can we, not can, can we just
5: god. no no, no Sai is talking about that everyone else is innocent
2: uh, I, I was quick to you we will both quick to Google this that's is true sad times sad times
1: luckily only the hardcore will will, will, will hear this.
2: yeah that's what you so. kind of think about the end of the show right it's only the fans at this yeah.
1: point god bless so this is feel
3: free to tweet in your own hashtag this week <laughs>
1: yeah
3: pertaining to Sai no you, you any, need to no this, this week you
1: need to tweet in either um What is it, size guys? No. (laughs) Size guys are cats. bets. There you go. Choose a side. (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, Athletic
1: female trainers are people too. Don't worry about what they look like. (laughs) It was a compliment. Listen, by the looks of her Twitter account, her personal Twitter account, which I have found, she seems to be an exemplary (laughs) player, an athlete. Already signed up to her OnlyFans. Well... (laughs)
2: Then the $5 subscription monthly, you get some pics, but no videos. It's fine.
5: Yeah. Remember, so make that sure that's on your older banking, not the joint bank account, <laughs> the other bank
3: account.
1: We've still not done for the joint bank account. I've held off on that. That's because you would spend all the money
3: Ooh. on futons and TVs and God knows what else. <laughs> Do we need to go down, down that rabbit
1: hole? <laughs> we have to cover up the, the real income. Well, the,
2: the real expenditure is on the gaming chair with memory foam armrests and whatever else it is that is you've got going on there. <laughs> Vibration pad. You weren't
1: going to talk about that.
2: Oh, sorry. I've, just,
1: sorry. I've just got it's a new phone week for me this week as well. I've just got the new iPhone. Enjoying oh. that. Although I've got no case for it, right? So I'm walking around and I'm scared to death of holding it because the case hasn't arrived. Ah, oh, you've got
2: that newborn parent anxiety. Yes,
1: I'm like holding it with two hands everywhere I go. It's ridiculous. Yeah, buy the, buy the, buy the, buy the case and, <laughs> and, and uh, move on. Right, we've descended into badness now. Yeah. No, we've um, just ended
3: into kebab corner. Yeah, we have happening. actually. Yeah, yeah we've, we've just accidentally a kebab corner. Right? Just, it's like freeform jazz output. See, <laughs> so we just need uh, Dave drops now, just to add to the conversation. It's absolutely nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing.
1: There you go. And that's what's left of this podcast. Um... Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Do you know? Can I just say, right? Ever since we added like Kets of Mike on a more regular basis, this podcast has become very unruly. <laughs> Very I'm badly behaved
2: of, of your uh, leadership.
1: Rich, what do you think of this? <laughs> Don't pull me
0: <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Pull up your pants, take off uh... the paw, and be a man. <laughs> oh, dear. All well,
3: okay. I, I tried to do was give background and like, you know, a bit, a bit of colour to the, the background of the quarterbacks, and I'm getting slated for it. That's a bit harsh, I thought, but there we go.
1: No, well done. No, I appreciate it. If fairness, you did start your first player's thing like the start of his biography.
3: <laughs> like... Well, if I get commissioned to write his biography, then that's a win, isn't it? Oh.
1: The youngest of three brothers, uh, Matt like Corral, had, rough, had a difficult childhood. What was that? That was my voice. It was. I was playing this. I like it rough, so I'm gonna go with intentional grounding. <laughs> oh no, why did you clip that? And why is that the first time I'm hearing this? Oh no, it's fun. Well you've been That's been on the pod before, is I it? heard that. Yeah, it's been... oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Right, can we go now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did I not say? Follow Rich at yeah. Instagram at Rich Nope, stunt underscore Batman, there you go. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, what are we doing? we're we're working out what we're doing. We'll work it out. I was just waiting for Rich to say go stealers, he didn't do it. Go (laughs) stealers. Yes! Come on man.